Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for episode 41 of the Birthday Boy Podcast, also known as the Corona Boy Podcast. And now, here is the host of the COVID-19 Global Pandemic Self-Quarantine Edition of the Birthday Boy Podcast, here is the Corona Boy. What's up, everybody? Yeah! Welcome to the podcast, dude! Oh my god. Hello, everybody. It's me, the Corona Boy himself. That's a stupid name. People actually have this thing, and I'm sitting here like a fucking asshole calling myself the Corona Boy. It's the Birthday Boy. It's episode 41 of the Birthday Boy podcast. And, uh, yeah, those uh, viruses and all that other shit. COVID. COVID. Wait. Where's my little COVID boy? (laughs) Uh... COVID-19 can go fuck itself. Everyone can go fuck themselves. Anyone hoarding toilet paper like a fucking idiot, you can go fuck yourself. Take all those empty roll, all those shits you're taking, the 47,000 shits you're taking every day, take the toilet paper roll and you shove it up your ass. Fuck. I'll tell you who else can go fuck themselves. On this very uplifting episode of the Birthday Boy Podcast, here's who else can go fuck themselves. Uh, Anybody posting something, and this only applies to one person that I've seen, who's barely a friend. I wouldn't even say a friend. It's just one of those things that, like, you become friends on Facebook, and then you see what they think about things, and you say, oh, wow, I really regret this. And you say, boy, we were never really even, like, friends to begin with. And, uh... And you see what their opinions are and their interests, and you say, "Wow, you're, you're a fucking loser." Oof! Yikes! Um, I'm not gonna name names. I'll just I'm just gonna pick a name, a, a nickname out of out of thin air. We'll just call this person Horsefucker. So Horsefucker uh, is somebody that I don't really know that well. I knew in childhood and then just was like, eh, well, let's let's, con- let's connect. Won't that be fun on Facebook? Yeah, isn't it always fun to connect with mild acquaintances? And then you get to see how they think, of how they feel about things. And then you wish that you grew up in a time where none of this shit existed and then, like, you could never see people again after high school. Uh, anyway, we'll call this person Horsefucker. So Horsefucker... Yeah, made a made a statement the other day about uh, this is a political statement. I won't, I won't even get into it. Um, you know, basically shaming anyone who would uh, who would take who voted a certain way. And we try not to get political here on the old Birthday Boy podcast, uh, but I'm not going to get political. I'm going to shame somebody who is an asshole for getting political. That's what I'm doing. Uh, so they had a this statement that they thought was real cute and clever. And all the little idiot horsefucker friends thought the same thing. And uh, it was something along the lines of uh, if you, uh, all those people who voted whatever, uh, maybe you can donate your, if you, if you get some kind of a relief check, you know, maybe maybe donate that. 
if you're so against blah blah blah. Uh, okay, f whatever. Your stupid opinion is yours. You're entitled to it. Um, doesn't it doesn't make sense? It's just not like a logical statement. It's not like there's there's a person cutting checks out of their bank account to send to every citizen. I I don't know shit about government, but I know it doesn't work that way. But anyways, keep keep being stupid. That's fine. You know. And I moved on. The problem I had <clears throat> is that somebody, not me, because I'm not going to waste my time with that shit, uh, somebody, who I don't know, posted a criticism of this comment and, uh, you know, and said why. And uh, <laughs> then that comment, Horsefucker, deleted that comment and said, uh-uh, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to, if you're, if you're here to talk politics, you've come to the wrong place and I'm going to delete your comment and block you and unfriend you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so good. I if you came here to talk politics in response to a politically charged post that I just posted here for the whole world to see, and you called me out on it, uh-uh. I will talk politics, and if you dare talk politics in response to my idiotic statement, I'm gonna boot you. You're out of here. Hit the bricks. Blocked, unfriended, and I'm going to delete your comment. So, yeah, that's that's really nice. So, so yeah, horse fucker, uh, you know, really proving to be. I didn't, and that's the thing. I never, I, I always thought horse fucker was like a pretty smart person. I didn't, I don't know horse fucker that well, but I always kind of thought like, okay, you're, you know, never seemed dumb. Just, you know, a little odd. Socially inept, maybe. Um, but what the fuck do I know? Because Horsefucker has like 5,000 friends. I have, I have, I think, under under 300, which is, oh gosh, it's probably, that's probably about 287 more than, <laughs> than I need to have. Uh, yeah, so Horsefucker, and I don't have the original comment. Uh, if you're going to fight with me about politics <laughs> and and what you're entitled to, you'll be unfriended and blocked. I'm not in the mood. Isn't that so great? Don't mind opinions. Do mind someone saying they're sorry. I'm pathetic. <laughs> well, uh, then allow me to be the next person to jump on that train. You are, uh, you're pretty pathetic and not. And not because of your political views. I mean, those are pretty sad, but um, just the the hypocrisy of posting a political statement, like a very political statement, and not like, and not really a nice one, kind of a mean shaming, like people are going to lose their jobs, they already have, they're going to lose insurance, they're going to lose paychecks, they're going to lose, their businesses are going to go under, like mom and pop places are fucked. A lot of people are fucked. And for you to have the audacity to then like call somebody out, you know, a wide group of people and say, huh, well, if uh, it's not your president, then I guess you won't be taking the ch the $1,000 relief check. And then, for s and then, fine, post that. I don't give a shit what your stupid opinion is. But then, to have somebody come along and call you out for having a stupid opinion, and then you delete the comment and block them, and then say, We're, <laughs> if you're going to fight with me about politics, <laughs> you'll be unfriended and blocked. Oh, oh no, what a threat. So there's part of me that's wanted to just, like, go on there and be like, okay, you know, you're a fucking idiot. 
and then be blocked and unfriended. But I feel like I feel like there's going to be more material for the podcast if I stay friends with Horsefucker on Facebook. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to keep being friends with uh, with the Horsefucker, and uh, and that's just a random nickname. It has nothing to do with anything. It has nothing to do with their interests or procl- proclivities. Uh, it's purely just a name that I pulled out of thin air because I thought that would be funny. I thought, you know, Horsefucker is a fun name, um, and there's definitely not tons and tons of horse pictures uh, on their on their profile. Definitely, definitely not. Um, it's just a completely random, out of the thin air, thin blue air, blue th- whatever the fuck the th- saying is. Uh, just came up with Horsefucker. So, yeah. Um, that's as, that's as political as we're ever going to get here on the birthday boy podcast, uh, to say, here's my political opinion (laughs) that I'm expressing for the whole world to see all of my horse fucking friends to see on social media, on Facebook. But if you dare respond with any kind of criticism and any kind of political statement to the contrary, you will be blocked. You will be unfriended. You will be removed from my life forever. You talk about pathetic. That's fucking sad, man. Because I got a whole shit ton of friends. I would dare say, like, most of my friends, we don't agree on, like, anything. I mean, that was a whole... This whole, that's what this whole, this whole podcast has done nothing but reveal how much I disagree with everyone on everything and how much they disagree with me. But we're still friends because who gives a shit what you what you like and what you don't like? If we're friends, we're friends. If we're close, we're close. So to have a fucking post on a social media thing and then say, fuck you for disagreeing with me. You're out of here. Blocked, unfriended. You're out of my life forever. That's fucking batshit, horse fucking crazy. That is fucking, you're, 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 you are pathetic. You are sad. Even sadder than the horse fucking is just like throwing your friends to the to the curb because they disagree with your statement. That's crazy. Oh my god. So yeah, go fuck yourself, or or you know, go out to the stable and let the uh, let the majestic steed <laughs> do that for you. I guess uh, as is uh, as is your as your nickname would indeed indicate. Uh, because it's it is it, you are you're a horse fucker, and that's and that's what you do. You are a horse fucker and you fuck horses. God damn. The horse fucking community is uh, I don't know. They can't be too pleased with the way this this horse fucker is going around, carrying on like a like a doofus. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to talk politics, but here's a political statement. And if you respond in disagreement of any of what I have said, you are dead to me. I'm not in the mood. That's the thing. I'm not in the mood. The horse fucker writes, I'm not in the mood. Posted a political statement. Somebody disagreed. Boom, you're out of here forever. And I'm not in the mood for this shit. Holy cow. That is like... I don't know, is that like a prerequisite to be in the horse fucking club? Is you just have to be like just a sad fucking scumbag? Because that's what we're dealing with here. You know, I thought the horse fucking was bad. I thought the horse fucking was bad enough. I mean, the, the horse fucking is, is, is not good to begin with. And now this? Man, oh man. 
that horse fucking rattled your brain. <laughs> That's my guess. Oh, Christ. All right. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Welcome, gang. Episode 41. There's one thing that will not be canceled during this time, and that is the Birthday Boy podcast. Uh, because, um, I don't know, what else, what else, what the fuck else am I going to do? <laughs> after, after working from home for an entire year and then, then getting back out into the world and working in an actual office, I'm now, I'm now back to the, back to the birthday boy HQ, AKA my, my remote office. Oh man. That's weird, weird stuff, man. Uh, we talked about it enough last week, but I mean, Jesus, what a, it just, it just, you know, it just gets kind of, kind of shittier and shittier and then the schools are canceled for even longer. And let's, let's be honest, man. I, I don't know if they're done for the whole year, but they might be done for the whole year as far as going back to that school. Like when you have the parents come in to pick up every single belonging and every work of you know artwork and whatever assignment that they that your kids have done and name tags and everything so that a they can spend the next several weeks doing a deep clean of the school which is great in the hope that uh, in the beginning of April middle of April everybody goes back it's nice and clean we've contained this thing flattened the curve all the stuff that we're supposed to do which clearly many states are not getting that memo. Looking at you, Florida finally closed down the beaches for those idiotic spring breakers. Uh, you know, Texas, Missouri, Mississippi, Wyoming, all the usual states. The usual states that are like, oh, something dumb happened. It's probably one of these states who are like carrying on. I mean, at least Florida has been locking stuff down for a while, but not, you know, not to any great degree like some of the other coastal states have been. New England, California, New York, whatever. Uh, the Carolinas, at least North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, but it's always the dumb states. It's always the ones where you're like, hmm, I'll bet you that happened in Florida. And if not, I'll bet you, bet you it happened in Mississippi or Missouri or Texas. And sure enough, those are the ones that are like, uh-uh, Oklahoma. I'm going to take my freedoms away. Hey, idiot, this isn't this isn't 9-11. This isn't like, if we stay home, the terrorists win. <laughs> like, this is a fucking this airborne uh, disease that can live on cardboard surfaces and, like, we don't know enough about it because it's brand new because it came from a fucking bat. Just just like that movie. Uh, just like that, uh, you know, what, what, the, what the fuck is the name of the movie? <sighs> it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh my god. I keep wanting to say Containium. <laughs> and that's not it. Oh my god. Cavandemonium. <laughs> what the fuck is the name of it? Oh my god. I just I just watched it last week. I've seen it. You know, it came out years ago. Contagion. Contagion. Containium was pretty close, though. What, what was the other thing? Cavandemonium. <laughs> Oh man, God, starting to wonder if maybe I've been fucking horses rattling my brain. I'm an idiot. Uh, anyways, it's uh, you know, some shithead ate a bat. 
<laughs> or bad shit in his mouth. I don't know. Uh, and now, and now here we are. And so naturally, you've got the usual idiots. That uh, Evangeline, what the fuck is her name from Lost? Drinking her tea. Drop my kids off. Drop my kids off at at uh, whatever, whatever stupid thing. What what did she say? Evangeline, Evangeline Lily, who says uh, yesterday, picture of a nice little tea teacup. Hashtag morning tea. Just dropped my kids off at gymnastics camp. They all washed their hands before going in. They are playing and laughing. Hashtag business as usual. So, yeah, that's weird. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody from Hollywood is is stupid. That's that's as bizarre as finding out that someone who fucks horses is also an idiot. So yeah, thanks, Evangeline. Evangeline. And then you've got this moron. Some like Miss Miss Nevada. Some some idiot. Last weekend, like I went to. You've got people just simply saying, like politicians, not even being political, and on Twitter are just saying, hey, wash your hands, like 30 seconds, wash your hands, and stay inside. And then res- being responded to, and then people on the complete other end of the political spectrum, like retweeting these people and saying, yeah, we don't agree on anything except we agree that you should wash your fucking hands and don't leave your house. And then... You know, this Miss Nevada, Miss Nebraska, whatever the hell she is. Who cares? A moron. Uh, saying that she went to Red Robin. <laughs> went to Red Robin and ate a cheeseburger and it was delicious and there were lots of people there. Like, congratulations. Most people don't just flat out go on Twitter and say, hello everybody, I'm an idiot. But here you are. Oh, yeah, a lot of dum-dums. Like, it's pretty simple. Like, nobody's asking. This is, like, the easiest thing that could be asked of people, and they still can't do it. You're literally being asked to do nothing. You don't have to, like, go out. This isn't even like, you know, when we have a natural disaster, when we have a hurricane or, you know, some horrible storm or some major event uh, where people are being asked to go and like help rebuild and do all this stuff, you don't have to do any of that shit. They're literally just stay home, watch movies, watch TV, listen to music, read a book. Not that I would do that. Uh, play video games. Just do do nothing. I don't know. Sit around and you know pound off all day. This is this is like a Cliffy dream come true. This is a this is a Johnny Boy dream come true. My whole life I've been waiting for somebody to just tell me to stay home. Cuz I always feel like ah, I should be out there. People are everybody's out there. Everybody's out there doing something. We'll go out. And then I go out and I'm just like, "All right, what am, uh, what am I doing?" Yeah, now we're at the beach. Great. Now now the whole day is going to be spent here and then cleaning sand. <laughs> now somebody's telling me that I not only do I not have to go out, but I should not go out, and that's like the easiest instructions I've ever had to follow. Stay home, wash your hands. Okay, you got it, pal. And then you've got these dickhead states. Well, take my freedoms away. <laughs> Where's Austin Aries, the wrestler who I absolutely cannot stand? 
Austin Healy Aries. Oh, he blocked his tweets. You have to follow him now. The stupid pussy blocked his tweets. Oh, man. What a douchebag. Austin Healy Aries, who, like, those are just three words you could just replace with white trash. White trash douchebag. That's what Austin Healy Aries is, professional wrestler. Um, I've, I've just never liked this guy. He's a douche in real life, not just like, oh, his character's a, well, his character is a douche, but he's a douche in real life. And you look like, you look at him and he looks like a slow adult and he's got that, like, he just, he just looks like a dullard. I don't think he's that stupid, but he is stupid. And now I can't read his tweet. You know, it was more of the same, like the government's taking our freedoms away. It's like, oh my God, dude. Which government would that be? Would that be the government of every single country on the planet who's doing, who's taking steps to like not have millions and millions of people die? You fuck nut. You fucking twat. <sighs> A lot of horse fuckers out there, man. And they are all, they're all coming out of the woodwork now, baby. It's just a horse fucking fiesta of numb scullery and horse fuckery. And I'm going to take a little quick uh, time out for myself and uh, do some more podcasting here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Stick around. Oh, stop. Really? Did, oh, did Tom Brady sign with the Buccaneers? Really? Did he? Did he? Thank you, ESPN. Oh, I didn't know that. Douchebag. Douchebag ESPN reporting sports news. Ah. Man. Yeah, that's... Uh... I'm, I honestly did not think that was going to happen up until whatever, up until earlier this week when somebody said that, you know, the Patriots made a low ball one year garbage offer to Brady. And it's like, eh, okay, I get it now. I get it. They're going with, they're going with the old man coach instead of the old man quarterback, which makes sense. It makes sense. Because one of those guys you can have for another 10 years, 20 years, who knows. And the other guy's got at most two years left in him. Two years left in him in the tank. And that's it. And then he's done. Like, no matter no matter what shape, all that shit, doesn't matter. He could add horse fucking to his regimen. And it's still going to come to an end. This magnificent career of Brady's. And, uh, yeah, I think he'll play a year Tampa Bay next year. I think he'll come back and play another year. I think he will try to come back and play a third year because I think he'll just keep trying to play football forever um, because that's just what he does. But I think, you know, I think he'll get, I think he'll get two reasonably good quality years out of Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Uh, he's not going to win any Super Bowls down there. Sorry. I just I don't think so. I don't think so, man. 
Uh, but it would be kind of cool <clears throat> from the perspective of telling Belichick and Kraft and the whole organization, like, hey, haha, fuck you, look what I did. But I don't see it happening. What I'm really afraid of is that Cam Newton is going to wind up with the Patriots. Uh, you talk about an ironic, just a sad, ironic twist for me. <laughs> I'll take Jameis Winston if that's if that's how it has to go down. I mean, Jameis Winston is like, you know, he's fifty-fifty. Like, what, you don't know which one you're getting. Is he? Is it going to be the like twenty interceptions, Jameis Winston, or the you know six touchdowns, Jameis Winston? And you never really know. Uh, but to me, I've always uh, Jameis Winston is kind of a he's kind of a likable version of Cam Newton to me. I always I kind of like I like Jameis Winston. He doesn't seem like a douche. He's not a diva like Cam Newton is just such a fucking diva. And his you know his stock has plummeted over the last year and a half or so with the injuries and everything. And he's just he's impossible to manage. He can't manage the guy. He's just, you know, he's a diva. Ron Rivera could do it. Belichick could probably do it, but does he want to? I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, come on. Rack me. Do you really think that Belichick's going to want a diva like Ham Newton? Give me a few more seconds of dead air. To finish my thought, rack me, Romy. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? I, who cares? We didn't talk about football. Nobody wants to talk about football. But Tom Brady's gone. Like this has been, you know, this has been a year of just complete heartbreak in sports for me personally because I'm more I'm a Hornets fan in basketball. I do root for the Celtics. Uh, as long as they're not playing the Hornets, I say, yeah, go Celtics. That's great. But if, if they're playing the Hornets, then, yeah, I mean, I'm, I root. I am, first and foremost, a Hornets fan. And then, you know, the Hornets always stink. So, like, okay, go Celtics because at least they have a chance of winning games and going to the playoffs and playing in May or June. <laughs> not this year, but uh, that's only because nobody will be playing in April or May or June this year, as far as I'm concerned. Uh but we, you know, the Hornets lost Kemba Walker last year, who I have so many memories, so many happy memories of taking my oldest daughter, and then eventually the youngest one, even though she was only two or three when we went, uh, sitting and eating popcorn and watching this, watching the Hornets play, watching Kemba Walker play, and man, to see him in a Celtics jersey, you know, I'm used to it at this point because he's. You know, it's most almost an entire season with the Celtics at this point, but oh, it just ripped my heart out. Then, then Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts goes out to the uh, what to the Dodgers, and he's no longer on the Red Sox. And then Brady, I mean, that's like that's a lot to lose. Even that numbskull Gronk leaving last year and retiring, and now he's in the WWE and he's hosting WrestleMania. Hosting WrestleMania live from somebody's garage in Florida. Because <laughs> that's the only place they can have it. Oh, man. So it's been a very... You know, you go back to a year ago. A year and a couple months ago. And, like, Brady and the Patriots winning another Super Bowl against the Rams. Oh, man. And Kimba Walker playing for the Hornets. Oh, yeah. 
There's Kimba. There's my guy. There's my Kimba. And <laughs> all the, just everything was everything was just right where it needed to be last year. Everything was was in good shape. 2019 was every bit the year that I hoped it would be. And I was really apprehensive and nervous nervous coming into 2020. And for many reasons, sports being the least of them. Boy, oh boy, what a piece of shit we've got on our hands now. As far as years go. And 2018 really sucked, but man, <laughs> I, I'll take I'll take 2018. I think I, I don't know. I am pretty selfish. I think I might actually choose global pandemic over my 2018 because I just that year that was a shit year from start to finish. <sighs> Anyways, yeah, keeping it uh, keeping it positive here. Well, you know what I say about positivity, so we're just trying to we're keeping it in, within the theme here. On the old Corona Boy podcast. So, anyways. Yeah, so Brady's gone. That's it. He's done. He's gone. And now, uh, what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what? Depressed? No. See, that's the nice thing about the pandemic. Is <laughs> when you've got, like, two shitty things going on at once. They both kind of... Because uh, you, you, you only have room for 100% shittiness, right? So like okay, before last week it was like ah, this Corona thing is the one hundred percent the shittiest thing happening right now, and then like oh Brady's going to Tampa Bay ah that's now that's fifty percent shitty and the other fifty so I can like kind of balance both of them instead of just if there was no pandemic I'd be here like I'd be much sadder about Brady, and if there was no Brady I'd be much sadder about the pandemic. So now I'm just kind of like eh, pandemic's bad, Brady that's bad, but eh, whatever. Tom Brady, that's eh, no big deal. Could be worse. There could be a global pandemic. And then on the other hand, I say, oh, this global pandemic sucks. Eh, it could be worse. Tom Brady could leave the Patriots. Eh, they both happen. Eh, they wash. They cancel each other out. So whatever. Who gives a shit? And again, the guy won six fucking championships in New England. Great. He played there for 20 years. Most people don't play 20 years anywhere. Like just in their career in general. He played for 20 years. And, you know... I think I think hindsight. I think when when all is said and done, you will look back and say, "Oh man, it really would have been a good idea for Brady, for Brady to retire in 2019 after beating the Rams in that Super Bowl instead of playing another year." Which, by the way, this last year was considered a shit year for the Patriots, and that's because they didn't win the Super Bowl. They still they still <laughs> had a great record. Yeah, it wasn't the same team that we saw last year. It wasn't the same Brady that we saw last year, but they went to the they went to the wild card uh, playoffs and they lost. Okay. And that's considered just complete and total failure whereas other teams, can you imagine the Cleveland Browns if they went to the wild card playoffs and lost? That would be that's for them would be winning the Super Bowl. Losing the wild card game for the Cleveland Browns is the same as winning the Super Bowl for the Patriots or most other teams. So you can't really be too upset. So yeah, we'll probably look back and say, ah, that dude should have retired, you know. But then again, look at uh, look at how great Joe Montana was in Kansas City. Look at how awesome, <laughs> look how awesome Jordan did playing for the Wizards. <laughs> uh, I hope he does well. I don't. I don't care. But it's it's yeah a lot of a lot of things, a lot of end of an era type stuff. 
which I don't I don't deal well with eras ending when they're good. I really have a hard time. I'm still it's been ten years, but I'm I'm still not over the fact that Shawn Michaels retired from wrestling at WrestleMania twenty six. Speaking of WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania thirty six, I don't know. It's supposed to happen over a couple nights. Uh, they're saying they might tape, they might pre-record it next week. They've been doing these empty arena matches, Raw, SmackDown. They've all been coming from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, and it's just you know it's it's not a very big space. Maybe maybe in. Maybe enough seats for uh, I don't know a few hundred people, and it's just empty seats, and it's a it's just such an eerie, strange kind of vibe, um, and the way that they're presenting it on television, it just there's something, yeah, you don't have the, the the cheering fans and stuff, but AEW had their first uh, televised product this past Wednesday, with no audience in the arena, and it was really really good. It was really like masterful. It was like holy shit. That if you want to know how to hold an event with no audience and make it come across in such a way that you don't even realize the audience isn't there for a wrestling product where you're used to hearing a rabid crowd cheering and booing and yelling and screaming and none of that was there and you didn't even notice it. That that's what AEW did on Wednesday night. It was <laughs> it was pretty unbelievable, and the way that they the way that they shot it was essentially the same as any other product. They they but they they shot it where the entrance and the video screen and everything was in the background. Versus WWE is shooting where all you see is empty chairs in the background. So there's that. Uh, but then AEW had some of the wrestlers during each match, like wrestlers would come out. And instead of having fans, you've got wrestlers, you know, maybe five or ten wrestlers sitting in the audience. And, you know, in some case, if, like, the good guys were wrestling, the bad guy wrestlers would come out and sit in the crowd and heckle them and drink wine and be dicks. It was just, it was great. And then, you know, the other thing they had, they kicked off with Cody Rhodes, who's, you know, he's the whatever, I don't know, he's the CEO, the founder of AEW. Uh... Let me see if they have it from this past week, if I can pull this up. So that, that, that was one thing that WWE didn't do, was they just kind of, uh, the first, I guess it was, I think SmackDown was the first show a couple Fridays, ago, I guess last Friday. Everything, that's the thing, all this shit, all these cancellations was like a week ago, and it feels like 20 years. And then I think back and I'm like, oh my god. Last Wednesday, we had basketball games, and we had stuff in front of live audiences, and you could go out to a restaurant, and you could do all this stuff, and now you can't do any of it. Uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, Friday night was the first WWE had their SmackDown show on Friday with no audience, and Triple H kind of kicked it off and said, hey, here's our performance center, and it's a state-of-the-art training facility where the superstars of tomorrow hone their craft and they practice and they train and they lift weights and they work on, you know, how to talk on television, how to work a camera, you know, how to work in front of a camera, that sh I should say, how to work a microphone, all this stuff. And it's like, okay, wow, neat. Getting a kind of an inside look at the training facility. And then, okay, here's SmackDown and, you know, The Undertaker and all these guys. Cool. Um, Cody Rhodes 
kind of treated this with the uh, with the weight that it deserves instead of just like, hey, gang, here's our here's our performance center, here's our state of the art training facility. Now enjoy the wrestling. He came out and he took it seriously, and it was kind of like you know the the I don't know mission statement or or whatever whatever you want to call it, and it was like pretty well done. Uh, let me play a little bit of it. I have never thought of my world as small before. But recent events can really put into perspective how small we all are. It has also clarified for me how big and how important the service we provide is. And the irony in what I'm about to ask is not lost on me because I'm about to ask three of the best athletes in the world to discard their petty differences, to put aside those squabbles and to stand together. The irony, it being March 18th, 2020, and us as human beings need to stand together. And for many of us, that will mean standing at a distance. We have to be informed, and we have to be held responsible by health and science, but there is a profound difference in that versus living in a prison of fear, and I refuse to live in fear because that's not living at all, and I don't know about you watching at home. I feel alive, and I hope you feel alive. Matt Jackson, I know... That you were listening. Okay, and then he goes into, <clears throat> and then he and then he transitions. He segues into like wrestling storylines, like calling out the other wrestlers and stuff. Anyway, fade that out. Yeah, so I just I thought that was great. That was what that's one of those things that in the past WWE would do when they had the first live televised event after 9/11. Uh, they had Vince McMahon standing in the ring, giving kind of the, I don't know, I want to say the State of the Union, the mission statement, whatever you want to call it, kind of, you know, getting everybody together, pulling everybody together. And I thought Cody Rhodes did a really good job of that on AEW this week. I've never been a Cody Rhodes fan, but goddamn, dude, I'm, I'm, I have become a Cody Rhodes fan in the last uh, eight or nine months or so. Good stuff. And then the show itself was two hours. It was it was so good. It was really, really good. It was like, man, WWE, whatever you're planning to do for WrestleMania, and it's going to be, there's, it's supposed to be on April 5th live in Tampa. That's not happening. It's going to be on April 5th, uh, maybe some of it live, maybe a lot of it pre-taped in the next week or so. I think they want to, I think they want to get out there and tape some of those matches in the event that by the time April 5th gets here, we're on even more of a lockdown then than we are now. So, <clears throat> I hope they, I hope they, WWE, I mean, not to tell you how to do television, because you've been doing it for a long time, but man, oh man, I saw your product this week, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, I saw their product this week, and it was fucking, it blew you guys out of the water, man. Take some notes. To steal, borrow liberally from from what they were doing on their, from what AEW was doing on their show. Anyway, uh, I shall I shall now take another break. 
But never fear, I will return with more on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Hello, hello, Cliffy. I'm hearing music, but I don't hear your voice, Cliff. Hello, COVID. Is that you, baby COVID? Dreams have gotta drown you someday. Oh, man. You don't even know how deep you've gone. Fade this down a little bit. Hey, so listen. I mentioned last week, I mentioned on last week's Birthday Boy podcast uh, that this whole Corona COVID has some water. Drink that water. But not too much because I think like too, too much water can give you the coronavirus some, or make you... Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just like everything else. If you listen to the news for a little bit, they tell you this and then like an hour later... I don't do any of what we just told you. But that's, I mean, that's the nature of, of the new. Uh, I'm not anti-news, anti-media. I have been I have been on CNN and New York Times and and Huffington Post and Drudge Report because I, I, I try to balance them all out. And uh, it's just, uh, they all kind of say the same stuff and it's all, yeah, it's going to freak you the fuck out if you keep reading. You know, some more than others, but... God damn. Um, anyways, I and man, I, I think they're doing a great job. Quite frankly, the uh, the the news media, for the most part, um, you know, Fox News is terrible because they're always terrible. That's like that's idiot television. It really is. Like that's not a political statement. That's just like either you're smart or you're dumb. And if you watch, I mean, if, you know, most of that cable news, I would say this, you know, I wouldn't watch MSNBC either. If I put on a news station, it's CNN. That's it. And it's, I don't, I don't think it's fake news. (laughs) But if you're, you know, if you're sitting there following Fox News all day, you're a dope. That's, I mean, you just, just watch what the way, watch what they're saying. I mean, it's, it's idiot television. It's, it really is. It's television for like, it's horse fucker television. That's what it is. Horse fucker TV. Anyway, <laughs> what a fun episode this is! Oh my god. Uh, let's get on with some other things. So I was saying, as I was saying, uh, I was going to head out to last weekend to Shimo's 40th birthday celebration out in New York. I was really looking forward to it. It was gonna be fun. Didn't go. Wasn't feeling so great still. I'm feeling, this is probably the best that I've felt uh, since maybe like early February. I had a little break there where I was over my cold like late January, <clears throat> mid-January, late January into into early to mid-February. There was a nice like three weeks where I was feeling pretty good and then came down with another cold and another cold on top of that. And it's just been, it's just been gar. Who knows? Maybe it was, who knows? It could have fucking been coronavirus, honestly. How many people do you think had already have had coronavirus in the last two months and had no idea? I think I think more than you could imagine. That's what I think. That's what I think. Anyway, uh, 
but yeah, you know, didn't didn't go uh, for the obvious reasons last week to the birthday celebration. Uh, but today is March twentieth, which means it is officially little Joey Shimo is uh, is now he's a man. He's forty. Joe is a fucking forty year old. He's yesterday he was a thirty nine year old piece of shit. Today he's a forty year old piece of shit. <laughs> And tomorrow he'll be a 40 years and one day year old piece of shit. Uh, but goddamn, I've been watching WrestleMania 10 in honor of Shimo. I'll never, who can forget the great WrestleMania 10, which was on his birthday in 1994. The classic brother versus brother, Brett versus Owen, Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels, the ladder match, Randy Macho Man. Oh, yeah, Macho Man. Uh huh, yeah, Cliffy. I went one-on-one with Crush. Yeah, Kona Crush. He tried to crush my head like a coconut brother, but I crushed him with the elbow drop off the top rope. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Randy Savage would never wrestle again in a WWE ring. And then he would die in 2011. And I'm still sad. I'm sad because so many wrestlers that I was such a huge fan of they're all dead. Not all of them, but many of them are quite dead. Uh, we could talk about that. We could we could bring <laughs> we could liven things up here on the Birthday Boy podcast by talking about all the wrestlers that I loved who are dead and how so much of me has died inside because of these wrestlers dying. Macho Man, Mr. Perfect, Ultimate Warrior. Rowdy Roddy Piper, Dusty Rhodes, Owen Hart, the British Bulldog, Ravishing Rick Rude. That's just a few. That's off the top of my head. And they're all gone. Uh, and now I'm sad. <laughs> and there's and there's a global pandemic. And Tom Brady's going to Tampa fucking Bay. Oh my god. This is uh yeah, this is the darkest timeline, gang. This is the darkest timeline. <laughs> oh good there's there's a featurette on Bruce Arians oh and how he'll coach Tom Brady down in there and down there in Tampa Florida for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won't that be nice I gotta tell you though I, I'm, Brady's gotta be thrilled just to not have to play for that fucking Belichick anymore <clears throat> to go down there and play for, like Bruce Arian seems like a super cool guy. Like that's a that's a likable dude, and he's a likable dude who's successful, successful coach. If you can watch on Amazon, I love watching those uh, all or nothing. You know the football they do a season every year. They pick a different team, and it's just like an extended version of Hard Knocks. I've played this on the podcast. They did the Carolina Panthers last year, and they who the fuck did they do? They've already. They already released it. I forgot who it is, but it's but it's on Amazon. Anyway, they're they're so great. I oh, even more than games. This is what I'm gonna do when there's no games on. I'm trying to watch, you know, catch up on thirty for thirty documentaries, all these sports documentaries. Because I oh my god, I love. I mean, I love documentaries. Period. But sports documentaries. Ah, oh, oh my god. There's nothing better. Even if you don't like sports, watch sports documentaries. They're so good. Anyway. I don't know what the hell I was talking about, but Bruce Arians, uh, you know, watching if you oh if you could go on Amazon and watch the all or nothing 
with the with the Arizona Cardinals from like 2015, I think, or 2016, when he was when Bruce Arians was the coach of the Cardinals, and it's just great. It's great to watch, and he's such an interesting guy. Uh, so, anyways, I, I think that's cool. I, I'm, fuck, I'm you know, whatever. I'm happy for Tom Brady. He gets to finish his career, you know, not playing for such a fucking asshole. I mean, a successful asshole, but an asshole nonetheless. I'm, I'm sorry to sorry to see you go, Tom. Tom was a great winner, a great competitor. But we're on to we're on to the next game. We're on to other things. I'm not going to be talking about Tom. He's gone. That's history. Hey, there you go. There's my <laughs> there's my Belichick. Uh, we're we're on to Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Tom Brady played for you, uh, coach, for for 20 years. Uh, you won six Super Bowls. I mean, you know, what does it feel like, you know, going into the season for the first time in your New England coaching career, not having uh, TB as your as your quarterback? Uh, like I said, uh, we're on to the next game. Uh, we're on to the draft. We're on to Cincinnati. Uh, I'm not gonna be taking any more questions. I've answered the questions. Uh, next question. Uh, yeah, so as far as Tom Brady, I mean, do you wish him well in Tampa Bay? Do you, uh, you know, do you guys still keep in touch? Did you leave on good terms? Uh, we're on to we're on to the next game. We're on to the draft. Uh, we're looking looking ahead to the season. Uh, looking ahead to the draft. And that's that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, but I mean, 20 years. I mean, it was he was he was he like a son to you? I mean, Kraft said he was like a son to him. I mean, what was your relationship like uh, with Tom Brady, coach? I mean, with this just. Uh, I'm not gonna answer that. I've already told you. It's on to on to Cincinnati. We're on. We're on to the next game. On to Seattle. We're on to on to the draft. On to the next thing. <sighs> oh yeah, Shimo. So, anyways, uh, hey Shimo, you fuckhead. I know you're listening. To the, to the Birthday Boy podcast. And so from one birthday boy to another, happy birthday, my man. Uh, this dude, this Shimo fella, uh, J- I have known Joe since uh, I was probably th- three or four years old or something. And I would go over to our little library, which is now a big, huge, cold, ugly library. But it used to be just a cute like a little Cape Cod house. It was almost like a Harry Potter tent. You'd look like this tiny little house on the outside, and then you'd walk in. It's like, wow, wow, this library is actually pretty big. And it was such a nice, cute library. It was just lovely. And then they tore it down, and they put up this big, huge thing, which makes sense, but still, it's just so sad. Anyway, back in the day, I would go over to that library for story hour, story time in the basement, which is where the children's section was. And, uh, yeah, that's where I first met Joe. And I'm not sure if we... We didn't really become friends there. I just knew him. Because he was the only brown kid in the whole bunch. And he stood out like... I mean, this is Burnt Hills, which is, you know, it's... It's Cracker Central. And so when you've got... Uh, when you've got a, a kid from Columbia... Sitting in a sea of whiteies, He's gonna stick out. He And he stuck out like a... Like a brown kid in Burnt Hills. <laughs> at the library. <laughs> um... And then I think I've mentioned this on the podcast. And then in kindergarten, uh, I was in Mrs. Hancock's morning kindergarten class, and he was in Mrs. Beninati's class. And we would go in and have our snack first in the cafeteria. And while we were finishing up our snack, uh, Mrs. Beninati's class would come in and sit at the other end of the cafeteria and enjoy their snack. And 
the kids in my we all the two classes would wave to each where there were two kindergarten classes in the school and they the two classes would wave back and forth to each other and because they all know oh, hey 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 billy <laughs> hey dave hey susie uh, there were none of those names but anyway um <laughs> you would wave to your the kids in one class would wave to their friends in the other class i didn't know anybody i didn't have any friends in the other class cuz i didn't know any of these fucking kids except like ah there's there's that brown fella from the library and so i would wave and be like hey joey hey joey and he would he would just stare at me like who the fuck is i don't know this fucking guy and uh but then we were in first grade together we were in third grade together we were in fifth grade together and uh and then we would then in that time you know i got i had the the privilege of making the vip list and getting invited to the dinosaur birthday party and then the uh, yeah the, the the video game birthday party the Super Mario birthday party which has been it's been documented here on the Birthday Boy podcast uh, when some piece of shit named Nate Duel uh, took out the uh, turned off Super Mario Brothers two that I had never played before in my life to plug in this stupid idiotic power pad. Well, I want to run in place in a carpet in a family room. That's way more fun than playing Super Mario Brothers two. <laughs> So this asshole muscled his way into the uh, into the console, was running around like an asshole on the power pad. Uh, but yes, over over this time, yeah, Shimo and I became friends, and then in fifth grade, fifth grade was when we really, really became friends because that was like, oh man, we realized that was the year like fifth and sixth grade was when our friendship really blossomed because that was between those two years was like. We realized how much we had in common with video games. He, you know, uh, the fifth grade birthday party for me was when I rented Sega Genesis. Joe got me a bunch of video game magazines, and then had me open the, the video game magazines as my present uh, under the <laughs> under the suggestion, under the guise of, uh, "Hey, you should open these. Uh, they might prove useful in playing these video games." And so I opened them up, and it was just the latest edition of uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly and GamePro. Or maybe it was Video Games and Computer Entertainment. I think I had a GamePro subscription. Anyways, it was EGM and uh, and another... Yeah, I think Video Games and Computer Entertainment, later known as Video Games. And it was just... He just had me open my birthday present so he could read the latest editions of those magazines. That's all he did. There were, there were no strategies that applied to the games that we were playing. But it was that kind of sort of uh, devious, scoundrel-like behavior uh, that that brought us together. Because I would do the same shit for him. A year later, when he would he would you know I got Sega Genesis. Uh, then the end of right at the end of fifth grade, I got Sega Genesis. Then at the end of that summer, going into sixth grade, he got Super Nintendo. The son of a bitch! I was so jealous. Um, and then, of course, uh, for the next year until I got my own Super Nintendo, I would just, you know, I would just try to weasel my way into his life. And, you know, like, oh, he would tell me that he rented a new game for Super Nintendo, rented Super Ghouls and Ghosts. And I would say, oh, hey, buddy. Hey, by the way, what are, what are you doing this weekend? Let's have a sleepover. I'll come over to your place. What is that? You want to do that? And, he, and then he would call me out for wanting to just come over and play the video games. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, is that a crime? <laughs> of course I want to come over and play the video games, you asshole. That's why I'm suggesting a sleepover at your house. If I didn't give a shit about video games, I wouldn't be suggesting a sleepover at all. 
but here I am suggesting a sleepover at your house because you have a video game that I really want to play. So let's uh, let's make this happen. And then, of course, uh, we, yeah, and, and we would go back and forth, and he would use me for my video games. I would use him for his video games. And then eventually we, we both kind of had the same video games, but we would still hang out. So that's how we knew, like, okay, hey, look at this. We're actually friends. We're not just using each other for video games anymore because I have all the video games that he has. He has all the ones that I have. And we're still hanging out, and we developed a, you know, super close friendship. Of course, a friendship unlike any other. Our common love of video games, common love of, of, of professional wrestling, common love of being lazy, worthless, <laughs> shiftless sacks of shit. All, all of those things combined to form a to form a bond unlike any other. And then in seventh grade, of course, we would add Nate to that to that equation, and that would make us menage a trois, Nate, Johnny Boy, and Shimo. And then uh, and then in high school, you add Sean to that equation, and you've got the four horsemen. And then, of course, with Double J, who's been my friend since he was born, like a month after I was born, you add you add the fifth element of Double J, and you've got the uh, you've got the five classy guys. Um, but either way. Yeah, Shimo and I have been best friends since, oh my gosh, since forever. Yeah, it's almost almost 30 years of friendship. Like, the 40 years that that asshole's been alive, 30 of those years, we've been, we've been best friends. And, uh, you know, 35 of those years, 36 of those years, we've known each other. So, uh, yeah, there's no... There's no getting rid of him, and there's no getting rid of me. So, <laughs> so there you have it. You've got you've got two, two great, almost lifelong friends, going back to the ages of I don't know three or four. And uh, and Nate Nate is in there almost as long as far. I mean, I've known Nate. I've known Nate for thirty years, and I annoyed the shit out of him for the first several years that I knew him, as has also been documented on the podcast. By constantly referring to Nate as Sir, a nickname which he did not enjoy in any way, shape, or form, and so naturally I would say it even more. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Sir. I didn't know you didn't like the nickname, Sir. My apology, my sincerest and humblest apologies, Sir. And then I, I have no idea why he wanted to crush my head like a coconut. Crush your head like a coconut, brah. As Kona Crush, WWE superstar Kona Crush used to say, I crush your head like a coconut bra, like a coconut bra. It's fake Hawaiian accent. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I can't, I mean, like, yeah, it's just like, not to get uh, whatever, sentimental, but I can't, I can't even imagine the last 30 years without this piece of shit Shimo by my side and with Nate there too. I mean, Jesus Christ. And, and yeah, and obviously Sean and Double J, but really... Like those, uh, there's, there's been so many, there's been so many Hopkins and Shimo moments that to think of like, yeah, to think of wrestling events without, without having to be able to pick up the phone and talk to Shimo about what's happening at WrestleMania. What's, what, hey, you watching Raw? I'm watching Raw. Can you believe what's happening right, right now? Without Shimo, there's nobody to talk to about wrestling. I guess that's, I guess that's something. <laughs> No, but seriously, man, like, fucking Shimo's been there since, uh, pretty much since day one, and he's been one of my best friends since pretty much day one, and, uh, I mean, Double J was 
the first best friend, who's more like a brother because that was like, you know, since birth. But then as far as like best friends from just like, oh, I'm going to go out and make my own friends, not because my parents were best friends. And that just how that works out that way. The double J and I are, are, you know, because you can you can you can have parents who are best friends and they try to get their kids together and they hate each other. And luckily, double J and I did not hate each other. We became we were, you know, like brothers. And still are, but but Shima was the first like friend. Like, hey, I'm gonna go off to school and I'm gonna start making my own friends. And you know, you make a bunch of friends, and some of those kind of come and go, and some of them stick around, and then some of them are in that you know that rarefied air of like, oh, we're best friends, and we're just gonna be best friends forever. And that's you know that's Shimo. Shimo and Hopkins are best friends for forever. And have been for 30 plus years. And the same with Nader. And the same with Shawnee. And the same with Double J. And that's, you know, that's really, it's such a fucking, there's so many times where like, yeah, people like, you know, my dad recently we were talking and he's like, man, he's like, I got to tell you, he's like, I'm really, really envious of the fact that you have this group of friends that you've known since you were a child, since you were younger than your own children are now. And you've developed a friendship with these guys early on, and they're still your best friends. And it's like, yeah, I'm. F- that's fucking awesome. I'm. I'm a lucky son of a bitch. And uh, yeah, and Shima was. Uh, yeah, Shima was there pretty much from the beginning. I love that bastard. I don't. Uh, I'm not the kind of person who's going to say that too often, um, because I believe I believe showing your feelings is a sign of weakness. <laughs> Just as I think positivity is stupid, I think I think displays of emotion are for uh, the mentally challenged. <laughs> oh my god. It's a pandemic, folks. I'm going to say some shit, okay? Get over it. It's a global pandemic. Everything's topsy-turvy. It's upside down. But the, the, the point that I'm trying to make is Shimo's birthday, and uh, he's fucking 40 years old, which is ridiculous. He's 40. I've known him since he was four. Uh, so I don't even know what to say except Shimo, I fucking love you, man. I really do. Uh, once this podcast is over, I will call you tonight. Uh, but by the time you hear this podcast, that will probably have already happened. So me telling you this now is irrelevant, but God damn it, man. I fucking love you, dude. Uh, yeah, you're, you're one of my favorite people. You say idiotic things. And I, and it doesn't matter. You're the only person who could say some of the shit that you say, and it's like it's still hilarious. It's anybody else would say that, and I would want to punch him in the fucking mouth. And uh, and you're you're just one of the greatest people, really. Like one of the greatest people that I know. One of my favorite people. Um, and I've you know endless endless memories that we've had together. Uh, even up until when I still lived in New York, would go over and watch Raw. At your at your apartment every Monday night, and we would still get together. Even as recently as the last WrestleMania that took place when I lived in New York, and you came over and watched WrestleMania, I had a baby in my arms. I had baby Cameron in my arms, and you and Shawnee came over and watched WrestleMania. We, you know, if if I lived in New York, we'd still be getting together every once in a while to watch wrestling. I'm sure we don't get together n- nearly enough because just I don't live there. Uh, but fuck it, man, I, I I fucking love you, dude, and I hope. I hope your quarantine birthday is uh, every <laughs> every bit 
as lazy and uh, <laughs> non-productive as you want it to be. I hope there's lots of video games being played. I hope there's lots of TV and bullshit being watched, YouTube videos. Uh, I hope there's lots of easy cheese and <laughs> cheese puffs from that picture you sent me of your uh, of your pandemic prep kit, which was booze and Cheetos uh, or uh, cheese balls and uh, an easy cheese, which is uh, several of the Joshimo trademarks. But anyways, man, uh, happy birthday, buddy. Here's to you, you motherfucker. The kid loves Yoshimo, and uh, sorry we couldn't we couldn't get together for the thing last week. But uh, you know, global pandemics. What can you do, right? Oh man, Joey Shimo, one of the one of the greatest man. It's fucking legend. You're he's a fucking legend. That Shimo. Uh, with a, and one of these days on the Birthday Boy podcast, we will we we attempted to do this at Sean's wedding and couldn't make it happen. I was gonna try and do it last week if we got together out in New York. I was gonna just record some shit, have a little fun with the fellas, have you know have the real Shimo, the real the real life Shimo here on the podcast, as well as Nate and others. But uh, well, that'll have to wait for another time a non-quarantine time in our lives. Who knows when the fuck that might be. But uh, that's, I think I've said everything I wanted to say, and I did want to, I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to say that. I don't, uh, yeah, I, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not much of a, uh, hey, I, I love you. I love this guy. I love, you know, they, I think we all just kind of know. Um, and, uh, yeah, Shimo, I fucking love you, man. You know that. You sh- Hopefully you know that. If you don't know that, you know it now. And uh, I fully expect to hear a text or a phone call telling me what a pussy I am for telling you how much I love you. <laughs> Which, again, anybody else, I would fucking punch him in the face. But you're, you're not everybody else, Shimo. You are one in a million, my friend. Hey, we're back here. On the Birthday Boy Podcast, this is a little Yumizuma Southwark coming at ya. Alright. really like these guys. Uh, I can't get enough water. By the way, if you can, uh, if you're a fan of the PTI show, pardon the interruption, uh, you know, ESPN suspended a number of shows that were considered, I guess, non-essential. Uh, you know, some of their sports center is still on, the, the shows that are kind of a little more, I don't know, long form, and the ones that are considered, I don't want to say more frivolous, but are more that uh, kind of... I don't know, that 30-minute sort of magazine type or uh, whatever, talking head type stuff. They kind of, you know, around the horn and PTI and, I don't know, High Noon and all that stuff. They, they put those guys on hiatus to prevent... I, well, I think, it was, I think it was because they were... Uh, the ones that were based out of Washington, D.C., that's why they suspended, because there were more cases in D.C. And so they said, okay, stay home. And Tony Kornheiser lives in Washington, D.C. 
He is a Binghamton Bearcat, an alumnus of my prestigious alma mater, Binghamton University. Go Bearcats! And uh, so, pardon the, in- pardon the interruption while it's on hiatus. Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon, the hosts of PTI, have been doing these just little five-minute Facebook internet videos. Uh, basically, a mini PTI shot probably on a cell phone on an iPhone or something I think they used Zoom so they could actually I think they were just recording their parts separately and then editing it together but now they're using I think Zoom to do you know kind of a live face to face four or five minute PTI thing and it's really good it's just fun though it's just something something to watch because there's nothing there's nothing so anyway and, and Kornheiser has a Binghamton hat on. He has a different Binghamton hat on every time. And uh, it's just really good. It cheers me up. It's five minutes a day that I really look forward to. It really cheers me the fuck up. Uh, it's basically the opposite of what this podcast for the last hour and eight minutes has been doing <laughs> for you. Because I've just been bitching about everyone who annoys me. Which I guess now that I think about that, that's really not different than the other... 40 episodes of this show that we've done. I'm bummed, though, that I, I... You know, if things had gone the way that we wanted to and I was able to get out and see uh, Shimo for his birthday last weekend, there would not have been an episode 40. Today would have been episode 40, and I could have recorded episode 40 on Joe's 40th birthday and wished him a happy 40th on the 40th episode of Birthday Boy Podcast. Couldn't do that. Thanks, pandemic. Thanks, Corona, I almost called it swine flu. Well, fuck you too, swine flu. Fucking swine flu. Anyway. <sighs> 41. 41 episodes. Birthday Boy Podcast. How exciting. I'll tell you. I'll tell you somebody who, uh, <laughs> who's really excited to have me home is, uh, is Kimmy. Is the wife, and it was funny today. She was actually she was heating up, and that's uh, I say that jokingly because I am I am actually I am happy to be home and have the kids here and have Kimmy here and just have us together. Because uh, my uh, some kids I look and say, oh my god, I can't imagine how you could spend five minutes with some of these people, and uh, my kids do not like that. <laughs> you know, obviously everybody's going to say that about their own kids, but. Well, not everybody. Some people are really not enjoying spending this quarantine time with their own kids, which, based on what I can see on some some social media posts. <laughs> uh, but I, on the other hand, I, it's just nice. And and the fact that I had to go back out into the office and stop taking the kids to school and being here when they're home and stuff like that. And now that we're all kind of, you know, this forced quarantine, forced lockdown thing, whatever you want to call it, it's just nice to like, you know, it's it's nice to have them right here all day I, I really I, I love it uh, but I <laughs> early this afternoon Kimmy was heating up a delicious Elio's pizza for the kids for lunch and as I always do I beat a joke into the ground and I went into the kitchen to fill up some water while I was working saw that she was heating up an Elio's pizza and of course I said uh Rackets red glare, the bombs bursting in air, delicious Elio's pizza. You know, I was doing Cliffy Baseball, which was, I turned it into Cliffy Baseball like a year or two ago. It was long before that I did that joke. Uh, God, it was like, it was 2014. 
watching fireworks with Kimmy and with Nate and with Dumas. And, uh, and I started pretending, you know, that I was a baseball announcer doing the broadcast. Like, ah, look at this, look at the beautiful display of fireworks. A rackets red glare the bomb bursting in air, and a delicious Elio's pizza in your oven. This is Hellman's man. You know, basically, that whole uh, that whole Cliffy baseball prank call was uh, that was that was this whole you know imp- improvised nonsense thing that I was doing while we were watching these beautiful fireworks on beautiful Lake George with the Adirondack Mountains in the background, and there I am, people just trying to enjoy the fireworks, a nice romantic scene, and a, a rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, the delicious. And of course. As is the case with my, you know, my entire life, uh, there was one person laughing, and it was Nate, <laughs> and everybody else was like, who is this fucking asshole? Um, but, uh, yeah, today I came came into the kitchen, Kimmy was heating up an Elio's pizza, and I said, ah, oh, delicious Elio's pizza! And she did one of those laughs where she was just kind of like... And it just sort of faded out, and I started, and I lost it. I started dying. She was just like, like that. That was the laugh. And I was like, oh man. I was like, I guess uh, uh, somebody has heard enough of my imitations. And she goes, what do you mean? I was like, did you hear the way you laughed? And she's like, what? What are you talking about? I laughed. I thought it was funny. And she's, I'm like, you went like this. <laughs> and she goes, she said, oh yeah, I guess I did. I'm like, I'm like, what are you trying to tell me? After six years, the same joke is no longer funny? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, man. And she said, no, no, it's really, really funny. Do more. Do the Rockets Red Glare part. <laughs> Which, of course, I did. As I walked back to the bedroom, I said, the Rockets Red Glare, the bursting in air. It doesn't get old for me. And I'm the one telling the joke. It's because I'm I am my own biggest fan, unapologetically. During a pandemic, not during a pandemic, I'm still I'm still gonna be my biggest supporter. Oh man, I gotta take another. I, I know we just I just took a break. I gotta take another break. Sit tight, gang. There's more to come on the Birthday Boy podcast. Oh, I've gotta I gotta tell you something. Uh, take a break. I'll tell you something right right real soon. Real soon. Okay, just just. Hang on. We're back on the podcast. The Birthday Boy Podcast. Yeah, so here's something that's cool. Good news, everyone. Uh, so finally, finally, I mentioned this weeks ago that I try, uh, you know, submitted my podcast to be on Stitcher and iHeartRadio. Now I don't believe I'm on Stitcher yet, but good news: you can now listen to the Birthday Boy podcast on iHeart. Radio. What are you doing out there, Stitcher? It's uh what's the holdup? Been sitting here all day. Sitting here for weeks. Waiting for this uh this birthday boy podcast of mine to show up on your little platform. 
I better just take it easy. Don't speak ill of Stitcher. At least not until they not until they put your podcast out there. Yeah, it's not on there. It's not on Stitcher, but it is indeed iHeartRadio, which claims to be number one for podcasting. You want to hear something? Check this out. You hear that? Yeah. That's the podcast. Except for the first time ever, I'm listening to it on iHeartRadio. So there you go. That's nice. That's a nice little treat for you. If you're not a fan of the other ways to listen to the podcast, you can you can check us out on iHeartRadio. Us. Check us out. Who's us? It's me. Check me out on iHeartRadio. So that's where you can find the birthday boy. In addition to Apple Podcasts, in addition to Spotify, in addition to Google Podcasts, now you can find us on iHeartRadio. And hopefully Stitcher will uh, get their shit together soon and put us put me on their uh, on their stupid fucking platform. I mean their their awesome awesome platform. I actually do. I use Stitcher. Uh, I forgot why. Oh, I think you know back in the day I had subscriptions to things that you could only subscriptions to podcasts that you could only listen to if you went to the website and it wasn't really like easy to listen to on an iPhone. But Stitcher made it so that you could enter in your uh, you know your credentials and everything and 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 get that that paid content through Stitcher. So it was kind of you know it was kind of good. I like I like I like the Stitcher. Stitcher is a-okay with me. Whoa. <coughs> um, XFL cancels 2020 season. Why is this breaking news? I thought that this happened a week ago. I, I mean, they, maybe maybe the... I guess the wording of it, maybe technically they canceled the games last weekend. I thought they canceled the rest of the season. Or did they say suspend? Maybe they suspended. Well, anyway, XFL no more... I don't think anybody was expecting it to be back, but it's officially not coming back for the rest of the season. I hope they're back next year. I mean, it's it was cool for the whatever length of time we had it, five weeks. Um, something you know, something else to look forward to on a Saturday or Sunday, in addition to watching basketball, hockey, baseball, golf. You could throw in some football. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the same as watching the NFL, but still, was, there, was, there were some pretty good games in there. Oh, man. I got to tell you, uh, I did, so I, so here's the thing, I had to work, I mean, I don't know if I had to, but I did work uh, Monday, Tuesday, I was actually in the office, not really where I wanted to be, but I know a lot of folks were already at home, so there were only a few of us, and most of the people in the office had their own offices with their doors closed, so there were maybe three, no more than three or four of us at any time out in kind of the main office area, and it's a small building, so that's it. There's no other people coming in from the outside, Um, and we were, you know, spaced out enough that I, I wasn't super concerned. Uh, and the people who were in the office had already been sick weeks ago. So, hey, if they had the COVID, whatever. It's, it was too late for me. But uh, on, 
on Tuesday, I was given the okay, like, hey, you know, what are you doing? You can work from home. Okay, great. I'm taking you up on that offer. I'm out of here. And I went and stopped. <sighs> the thing that I've been wanting to get, you know, we were we were out of chicken. I wanted to get some chicken breast, which is not easy to come by. And I wanted to get some ground beef because we're out of that. Uh, also not super easy to come by. And we went to Costco like an idiot. I'll tell you what, though. Costco, the parking lot was maybe a three-quarters empty because everybody's doing the right thing. They're staying home. I didn't really want to go to Costco, but I knew we needed some. I wanted to see if they had meat. And I was able to get a rotisserie chicken and some chicken skewers, but no chicken breast or anything like that. And I said, well, I'm here, so I'll get some, you know, I got some cookies or something so the kids can have a dessert. <clears throat> I can have a dessert. I got those lemon. They have those mini lemon cakes. There's like, God, there's a zillion of them in a, in a circular plastic container. And yeah, these lemon, you know, they're lemon cakes. And oh God, I love those things. They're so bad for you. They're so sugary, but they're so goddamn good. Uh, so I figured, well, I'm here, I'm going to grab some of these lemon cakes and I don't know, just a couple other things to, uh, to have, you know, a big bag of walnuts or something to snack on big case of seltzer. They actually had a bunch of toilet paper. I'm sure it was gone, you know, 10 minutes later, but they had a bunch if I needed it, which I didn't, uh, cause I'm not a hoarding piece of shit. Uh, so I didn't buy any toilet paper when I saw it. And I uh, let it sit there on the shelf for people who actually need it, or probably just more hoarders. Um, it, it was nice, you know, when I was cashing out, and I kept my distance from the guy in front of me, and the person behind me kept their distance. We all, you know, everybody's keeping their distance, and they wipe down as you're going in. There's a guy with a dry erase with a whiteboard who's writing, updating, like, here's the things we don't have. We don't have soap. We don't have meat. We don't have steak. We don't have this. We don't have that. Great. So I don't. If you're coming there for that, you can turn around without having to even go into Costco. And then there's also, as you're grabbing a grocery cart, and I'm thinking, oh Christ, what am I supposed to touch my hands to this thing? So I'm touching it with my sleeves. And then there was a nice young lady waiting, right before I went inside to to wipe down my shopping cart with the with a you know whatever Clorox wipe. So that was good. And then I was cashing out, and the, the nice people at the at the checkout, I asked how they're they're hanging in, how they're holding up, and they said fine. And she said, "I just, you know, I go home every night and have a nice big, big bottle of tequila waiting for me at home." And I, I jokingly said, "Hey, well, they say, you know, I mean, that's alcohol kills kills this kind of stuff. So you're you're really doing a, the right, you're doing a service for the your community and for your planet by going home and getting shit faced." And she laughed. And then the guy who was putting the groceries in my cart. Uh, he patted me on the shoulder, which I was like, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't, we're not supposed to touch. You, I know you've already put your hands on like all of my grocery items that I now have to take home and put a Clorox wipe to all of these items. Um, <laughs> but like, what are you, you're touching my, I know you're not like touching my, he didn't like put his palm in my face. He didn't like stick his fist in my mouth or anything like that. He did stick his fist up my ass, but I wasn't, I'm not going to complain about that. That was okay. But, uh, no, the guy, you know, he patted me on the shoulder. And it was a nice, he was being very nice. And he said, you know, he was, like, complimenting. He's like, he's like, hey, you know, he's like, just keep that sense of humor and you'll get through this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, absolutely, absolutely, my friend. You as well. 
you know, be well. And I'm like, I'm like, geez, I don't want to break it to him, but uh, you can have you can have a sense of humor all day long. They, they, they the healing power of laughter is not actually a thing. It's not. It's not gonna keep the fucking coronavirus from infecting you. I hate to say, but no. His point was, uh, you know, keep your spirits up, keep laughing, all that shit to, to get through all the nonsense because it's not gonna it's not gonna save your life, but it can you know make things a little less shitty. I get that. And and then the receipt checker guy was all you know like, hey, how you doing? It was like all of the things that I complain about never happening at Costco were all happening to me. Is that like people are acknowledging me and they're friendly and they're patting me on the back and like it's, when it's finally happening is when I don't want the human and I don't want you talking to me because now you're breathing on me and I don't want you patting my shoulder because now your germs are on me and I don't want any of this stuff. <laughs> and now finally, after complaining about this for months on the podcast now they're all talking to me and you know patting my shoulder hey buddy uh just keep your chin up old pal but in all seriousness it was really nice it was like one of those things where yeah when this is over we're gonna go back to being just complete pieces of shit to each other i I haven't really stopped uh because i like to keep things consistent i don't want to be a hypocritical horse fucker so i like to keep things consistent uh, but you know, when it's over, we'll go back to being pieces of shit to each other. But it's when these horrible things happen, it is nice when people are, you know, cause kindness matters. So it's nice when people kind of come together and they're not dicks to each other. And it's, you know, I, you know, I, I honestly, I was walking out of Costco uh, and I'm starting to, you know, I, I wouldn't say I got choked up or anything like that, but I was like, really, you know, it got to me, the kindness and all that stuff. It was nice. And then, uh, here's here's a little pro tip. I had avoided uh, last week when everybody was rushing out and hoarding all everything, you know, food and soap and toilet paper and all everything. Uh, and you could, you know, I went to the grocery store at ten thirty at night and they didn't even have bananas. And I think I mentioned I had to go get gas station bananas. Uh, and then a few times this week, I went to the. I, on Monday, I stopped by Shaw's to see if they had some more fruit and some chicken and protein stuff to get for the kids, and they didn't, but they did have black jelly beans, so I was able to get those. Oh, I got a, I got a story about that in a sec. Hold on. Uh, but, I, you know, the main reason I, I went to these places, I just wanted to see if anybody had some chicken and or some ground beef or preferably ground turkey is what we get, which I've actually become really rather fond of ground turkey. I can't believe I'm saying this. Um and they didn't have it. So on Tuesday, on the way home from Costco, I thought, and I was talking to a coworker of mine, Caitlin, who mentioned that the night before she went to her local butcher and they had everything. And I had been avoiding, I, I have a butcher here in town and I love going to this butcher. And uh, it's Brothers Butcher in uh, Nashua and in Hudson. Uh, two locations, Nashua, New Hampshire, and Hudson, New Hampshire. Brothers Butcher for all your meat needs. Um, I love going there. I love I love Brothers Butcher. They're really, really good. But I didn't go there last week because I thought, well, they're going to be f- out of everything. Because everybody's going to swarm the butcher. And there's going to be lines down the sidewalk, out the door, around the parking lot, around the building. And I just I avoided it because I thought that's probably not that's probably not a great place to go and get stuff, so I didn't go. Uh, and then my coworker Caitlin mentioned 
in her town somewhere in Massachusetts that she had gone. She had to do shopping for, you know, grandparents, elderly relatives who couldn't get out, shouldn't get out. And she went to her local butcher and they had the meats. And I said, well, shit. As I was heading home from Costco, I thought maybe I'll stop at Market Basket. And that place looked like a zoo. And I said, okay, well, Market Basket's always a zoo on the best of days. So I'm going to skip Market Basket. I'm going to assume they don't have anything that I need. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the butcher. And God damn it, I walked right up to the counter. There was a guy in front of me finishing up. I said, do you guys have ground beef? He said, absolutely. Okay. Got a few pounds of ground beef. Yesterday, they put out a Facebook announcement saying they had a 5,000-pound delivery of meat. They had 5,000 pounds of meat, including beef, including chicken. I went over and got, I don't know, four pounds of chicken breast. I don't like doing this. I'd like to get it all at once and then just have it so I can stop going out uh, because I've been, you know, spent the weekend not going anywhere and Monday and Tuesday only went to work but had, you know, it's like we're, we're out of chicken. We're out of beef. I need this. I, we need to get these things and have them to have some protein. Uh, so now we have our chicken. We have our beef. We're pretty good. Uh, and I'm going to avoid, even though I'm really getting low on protein shakes, I wish I had grabbed some protein shakes when I was at Costco the other night because I'm not making a protein shake run to Costco during a pandemic. Sorry. As much as I love those shakes, I'll just, I'll just drink some shitty thing like water instead. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, uh, the butcher, head out to your local butcher, call ahead. But man, when you think about it, it makes sense. Like, oh yeah, what's the only thing they carry? It's meat. So whenever they get a shipment in, which stores are all getting regular shipments, it's not going to be like, oh, well, maybe they'll have soap today and maybe on Wednesday they'll get some beef and then maybe on Friday they'll get some paper towels. It's the butcher. So every delivery is going to be a meat delivery. That's all they carry. And Brothers Butcher, yeah, they've got little a little rack of, with some candy and you can get you can get dairy, you can get cheese and milk. And some butter and things like that. You know, they have they have other things and get chips and some drinks, I guess. But uh, you know, it's a butcher, so you can get you can get meat. And my God, the shipments come in, and it's just thousands of pounds of meat. And so, of course, they have meat. So there you go. So from now on, that's pretty much going to be the only place that I go to during this lockdown is to the butcher to if if I need to get more meat, that's where I'm going. Because uh, the grocery stores, they sure as shit, don't have anything. They don't have any meat. They don't. They don't have anything. Uh, but as I mentioned, they did have black licorice jelly beans, and I love my black jelly beans. So when I was at Shaw's trying to find meat and not having any success, I did stop by the Easter candy aisle. By the way, you're gonna want to do that too, because uh, guess what? Easter's coming, and uh, that's gonna be another. That's gonna be another hoarding uh, incident. I I fear. Just kidding, that, that Easter shit for the Easter uh, Easter baskets. Um, anyway, so I was leaving Shaw's, and I'm kind of walking through the aisles, getting a few essentials, and I could hear Freddie Fistbump, who I had not seen in quite some time. It's been probably since the summer, maybe fall, since I've seen Freddie Fistbump. And I thought, oh no, if this is not the time to be fist bumping, uh, it's certainly not the time to shake hands. I really don't want fist bumping either. And if there's one guy who's going to bump fists, it's Freddie Fist Bump. That's what he does. That's why they call him Freddie Fist Bump. 
And yes, I know that's a name that I personally gave to him, but I'm sure others call him Freddy Fistbump. He's Freddy Fistbump, whether he's called that or not. That's his MO, bumping fists. And I'm not doing that. And so I can kind of hear him. I'm like, okay, let me just cash out and get the hell out of here. Um, so I'm walking. It was kind of like that scene in Office Space where Peter, he's trying to escape Lumberg so he can get out of the office on time or a little bit early. Uh <laughs> And so I can hear Freddy fist bump, and I see him down the aisle. I'm like, all right, got to go, got to go. So I get outside, and I'm walking down the little sidewalk, and I see my car. It's just a few feet away as I'm about to step off the curb. And I'm like, yes, I did it. I have avoided Freddy fist bump. And then, and then just from, like, behind a pillar emerges a figure, and it is indeed Freddy fucking fist bump. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, hey, buddy. <laughs> And he just came up to me and he goes, he goes, let me tell you something, people, and I knew what he was going to say, and I'm like, are the worst? He's like, no, people fucking suck. And it was just loud as can be (laughs) with tons of people, not tons of people, but people going in and out of the store. And he made, he made sure to say, people suck, but not me. He goes, not you. I was like, oh, thanks. Thanks, Freddie. Um, that's nice of you to say I don't suck. What, what a guy. And, uh, you know, he was just talking about how terrible people are, which, yes, they are. If, any, if this uh, pandemic has proven anything, is there's a lot of helpful people, but there's a lot of pieces of shit who are going to hoard stuff and then try to sell fucking sanitizer on eBay. Uh, so, yeah, Freddie Fistbump... He's never having a good day at that grocery store because he's always complaining about that grocery store. So I can imagine during a global pandemic, this is like, oh my God, Freddy Fistbump is uh, is cranked up to 11 uh, in the complaint department. Um, then all of a sudden, Freddy Fistbump, he, he holds out his fist. And I'm like, I, I just flat out, I said, no, dude, <laughs> not today. No, let's take a rain check on the old fist bump arena there, my my friend. Uh, and he obliged, which was that was cool. But uh, oh man, I'm like dude, you can't you can't be you gotta you gotta table the fist bump for for a long for the foreseeable future. All right, just you know, cut that fist bump out for a little while. I know that's your I know you are Freddy fist bump, but maybe you could be Freddy toe tap. Maybe Tommy Toe Tap, Tony Toe Tap, Timmy Toe Tap. Anyway, uh, Teddy Toe Tap, Teddy Toe Tap, Teddy Tapping Toes. Uh, anyways, that's because that's the way we need to go. You know, if it's the whether it's the Vulcan hand sign, the Vulcan salute, uh, whether it's the Toe Tap, uh, you know, a bow, a nice bow from a from a good distance. That handshake needs to come to a fucking end now and forever, ever, 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 ever. Like, there's no reason to shake hands, ever. There never has been. It's idiotic. Uh, and the fist bump, you know, that's I'm not so I'm not so jazzed on that one either because you're still, you know, there's still a touching, enough touching. We don't need to touch to prove that we're like, you know, cool with each other. Just don't don't touch me. I won't touch you. So yeah, it was a, it was a close call with Freddy fist bump, but uh, luckily our fists uh, remain unbumped from that encounter.
Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to the podcast. A little more, more from the weekend. And considering it's Friday, I guess this uh, this is pretty fitting, don't you think? Uh, nice tune. He's good. He's good. Let's um. So, have you, uh, I'm, this is like, you know, when Shimo sent me that, uh, that Pickering guy and talks about he's a few years late, I'm like, dude, I've never heard of it before ever, so what do I know? Well, there's another one, uh, Angry Trumpet Guy, which I thought was like, I saw it yesterday or the day before for the first time, and I thought like, oh, I'm, wow, cool, this is, this is going to be a YouTube sensation. Of course... Uh, it's already been a YouTube sensation like seven years ago. This video came out. This is a viral video in 2013. I've never seen it. I've never heard it. I've never heard of it. Angry Trumpet Guy. And, uh, I mean, it's, a, that's, it's as simple as that. It's a guy playing a trumpet in New York City and an angry guy yelling at him to shut the fuck up. I'm, I'd never heard this before. Let's see. Oh, yeah, here we go. Guy's just playing his trumpet. <laughs> angry, jeez, an angry trumpet guy is just screaming at him. Calling him a mediocre piece of shit. Anyway, this this video just goes on forever, and this guy is. Have you heard you this before? Honest? Anybody know who you are? Maybe everybody else wants to enjoy the peace and quiet. This is one of the most important places in all of North America. Who are you? Who are you? I've never seen this. You I'm... miserable presumptuous, no talent. You're no artist. An artist respects the silence. It serves as the foundation of creativity. <laughs> you obviously don't have the talent. The silence. What did he say? Foundation of creativity. Silence. You don't okay. have enough respect for yourself or other people, or what it is to express yourself. In music, or any other form of creativity. And I'm an NYU film school graduate, sucker, and the School of Visual Arts, and the Academy of Art University in San Francisco. The School of Visual Arts! You are no talent. If you really had talent, go practice, and then get yourself a gig, instead of ruining the end of the day for everybody down here. <laughs> How so? I had 200,000 people with Bill Graham. In 1975, I walked Bob Dylan up on stage. Oh. Who the fuck are you? There's your street cred. I the Grateful Dead from 1966. He walked Who Dylan the fuck are you? on stage. You nothing. You nothing. 
You are nothing. And you will never be anything. Never. How dare you? How dare you? You miserable, mediocre nothing. Hello, pot. Shame on you. I'm Kettle. You cracked stupid little smile. You little pip. Go more to play. Pip. Go more to play. You're flat. You can't even carry a fucking note. I don't care about your little, like, horn lip. It doesn't mean that you know how to play. You're flat. I'm trained classically. I'm trained contemporaneously. <laughs> suck. No. No. So that's the that's the angry trumpet guy video, which I had never seen, never heard of until like yesterday, like I said. Um, so that video, maybe you've seen it, heard it. It's been around forever. It's brand new to me. But here's the thing, because now people have nothing else to do except sit around and come up with new things to do because there's nothing to do. Uh, so somebody, this guy, which I I think was uh, New York Nico. Um, came up with a, a hashtag trumpet man challenge. I keep calling him angry trumpet guy. I guess he's trumpet man, as they call him, angry trumpet man. But the hashtag on Instagram is trumpet man challenge. And here's this guy. Uh, hold on, let me. Uh, where did he go? So he's he's got the the original. You are no talent. If you really had talent, go practice. And then the trumpet guy challenge is to commit. Commit this monologue to memory. You suck. You're a no talent. If you really had talent, go practice and then get yourself a gig instead of ruining the end of the day for everybody down here. You disgrace. You're everything that's wrong in this world. You're so. So now this video, I mean, for me, it's brand new, but it's come back to life for a lot of people with this Trumpet Man challenge. So it's just people. You're a no talent. <laughs> if you really have talent, go practice and then get yourself a gig instead of ruining the end of the day for everyone down here. So there's people disgrace. doing this. Learning this monologue, the angry trumpet man. Mediocre piece of shit. You suck. You are no talent. You suck. You are no talent. And they have so they have the original video, and then and then their their own version of the video posted to it. Let's see. And I'm an NYU film school graduate. You have respect for yourself or other people. Here's twin sisters doing it. Awesome. And I'm an NYU film school graduate. <laughs> and so there's just a... You don't have the talent. You don't have enough respect in yourself for other people or in what it is to express yourself in music or any other form. You obviously don't have the talent. You don't have enough respect in yourself. You obviously don't. What the hell do you think you are? You're, you're no talent. If 
you really have any talent, go practice, and then go get yourself a gig. Instead of ruining the end of the day for everybody down here, you disgrace. You are everything that's gone wrong in this world. You have self-consumed, no talent, mediocre piece of shit. You suck. You are no talent. Phenomenal. You suck. You were no talent. If you really had talent, go practice. You suck. You were oh. no talent. If you really had talent, go practice. You suck. You were no talent. If you really have talent, go practice. You were no talent. If you really had talent, go practice. Awesome. Hello, songbirds. It's me, September. Listen, I hope you're all staying safe and safe. Okay. This one's good. Talia underscore Genevieve. Because she also has the outfit. Which is like a Cliffy Womack like pants hiked up to your nipples. Tucked in. Actually, this is exactly... It just occurred to me he's dressed exactly the same as Cliff. That's so funny. Oh, that's good stuff, man. Angry Trumpet, man. So uh, go on Instagram and I guess just look up the hashtag uh, Trumpet Man Challenge. I think that, yeah, that's the hashtag. You can see all those videos and hopefully it'll keep growing. I think that's really funny. It's especially funny when little kids do that shit. That's great. Uh, But this is a whole new, I, I just can't believe I didn't even know this guy existed at all until yesterday. And I saw somebody sharing it. F- phenomenal. You disgrace! You are everything that's gone wrong in this world. Methinks the gentleman doth project too much. You're a disgrace! You suck! Uh, speaking of disgraceful things that suck, we'll be back with a little bit more of the Birthday Boy podcast. Play some tunes. Too tired to keep talking. Ah, oh, there he is. Mm. A little Jonas, lead singer of Mew, contributing some vocals to this track, which is uh, it's purity ring, purity ring, with. Peacefall, their latest single 
Maybe someday I'll have Mew on the Birthday Boy podcast. It's not going to be anytime soon, but someday I'll have him perform live in studio. We'll get we'll get to that point eventually. I really feel. I really feel it. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! It's Friday, six o'clock. It's it's got to be getting close to uh, wrap it up time, right? Anyway, the Olympics are still on as of right now. I mean, what else? I could just read the news because I'm sure you haven't seen it 57,000 other times. UK shut Illinois to announce shelter in place. Uh, California, more than half will be infected. See, that's why positivity is not the way to go. Uh, because there were people, geez, just a week ago, a week and a half ago, some people who still are, and they're not really, you know, not much going on in the brains department, but there's a lot of people who have been and are <clears throat> like, ah, you know, it's just, I think this is going to, this is going to blow over. I think we're, I think we're overreacting. I think this is going to be a, not nearly the, the big deal that we're saying it is. And yet, uh, stuff <laughs> gets worse. <laughs> and uh, me, I'm uh, anytime anything remotely happens, I'm positive. This is the only time I am positive. Is I'm positive it's the end of the world. Um, which this uh, this is not the end of the world. Um, because guess what? The world's going to be here. It might be the end of humans, but the world is. Uh, there's no such thing as the end of the world. The world. The world ain't going nowhere. Uh, it's really it's it's us who will be. So I'm not worried about the end of the world. Um, but yeah, positivity just doesn't pay off because oh, I think it's gonna be okay if we just uh, you know just stay positive, <laughs> just think happy thoughts, <laughs> and that's enough to drive the COVID away. No, actually, that would be uh, that would be soap and self-containment, which. Not enough people seem to be doing. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. But if you're like me, an internal pessimist, and you say, oh, my God, we need to we need to shut it down, shut everything down. Go home. Lock yourself in your house. Don't leave. Don't interact with anybody. And that's uh, so far has been paying off. The three pillars, man. Don't leave the house. Don't ever do anything ever. Don't help anyone. Never give the benefit of the doubt. I mean, these are these can all be applied to help survive this pandemic. And if people have just been doing all this shit in the first place, everybody, everybody's got to go out, have a time, have a thing, do a thing, go to a restaurant, go out with your friends, do all these things all the time. These spring breakers on the beach. Do you hear these dum dums? There's something. I. I, I this is, this is, I, I, I mean, I mean, who? I mean, I mean, come on! I mean, what, I mean, who are these people? I mean, I mean, come on! Oh, uh, here we go. Uh, clueless spring breakers vow to party on despite coronavirus warnings. Uh, I'm sure this is the millionth time that you've heard this. Where is it? Come on now. Here we go. These jackass spring breakers—they all look sickly, by the way. If you've seen this video. On CBS News, on CBS News, 
Uh, and it's these spring breakers talking about, like, the oh, corona's not going to affect me, man. I'm just going to party. But they all look like their faces are all blotchy. And, like, they don't look well. They look ill. And Kimmy, being the expert Facebook stalker that she is, looked up, you know, because they have their name in the captions. So she looked these assholes up on Facebook. And the pictures on Facebook look like pretty normal human beings. I think all these kids, all they, they have this fucking coronavirus already. That's what it looks like to me. Jesus Christ, they look really sickly. I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. Yeah, bro. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. Blotchy as fuck. He looks like a fucking zombie. Like, it's really messing up with my spring break. Oh. What is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach and they're closing all of it? It's really messing up. I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. I think it's doing way too much. Well, thank you, doctor. This virus ain't that serious. It's no. It's more serious things out there like oh. hunger and poverty, and we need to address that. One of the leading spring yeah, break epidemiologists. Ago, it was kind of up in the air if we still go, but, like, we're here. I just turned 21 this year, so I'm here to party, so it's kind of disappointing. But we're just making the most of it. We met these other people in our little Airbnb spot, mm. so we're just hanging out with them and trying to get drunk before everything closes. Ah. I mean, it sucks, but... We're going to make the best of it. We're enjoying ourselves. Do it. It sucks. And I'm from New Orleans, so this really sucks. However, we're going to enjoy ourselves. We're having day parties all day. It's my birthday, St. Patrick's Day. Turn up. We're just trying to roll with the... Turn up. Look at this guy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for... We're just going to do what happens, when it happens... When stuff closes, this guy looks like they tied him to the car and drove to Florida across country. He looks like a fucking disaster. They all do. I, I joked on social media, this looks like, uh, you know, Bob's Burgers characters in real life. Just, ugh. I don't know. Just don't, they don't look well. Maybe stay in Florida, gang. Don't, don't come home just yet. Or ever. I don't care. Oh, man. We're just, we're just going to party because I turned 21. I'm going to turn up. Cause that's ruining my spring break. That's no fair. That's no fair. And we met these cool people, and they're like so cute. And it's parties, spring break, and it's Miami, it's South Beach. Why are you gonna? There's no beach, and there's no bars. So I'm gonna do without a beach and a bars. I don't know. Just you know what? How about walk into the ocean, and just keep walking. I heard. I hear that there's a. Uh, I hear there's a really great party, just just like a mile offshore. Just walk right out into the Atlantic Ocean. Keep going until you get the party. That's my suggestion. My suggestion. Uh, take a break. Then we're going to wrap it up. Hmm. Oh. Breaking news during the break. It looks like it looks like I'll be getting about thirteen hundred dollars back in my between federal and state taxes this year. So that's nice. Last year I got three thousand. The year before I owed seven thousand because in two thousand seventeen I had severance for three months, but I also had an income. So that meant that I made a lot more in 2017 than I did in 2016. 
So my taxes went through the roof. It was like the first time ever that I owed money. And boy, oh boy, I didn't just owe some money. I owed all the money. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, last year. Then in 2018. Well, whatever. Uh, you don't need to know the whole fucking story, but... There was no severance in 2018, which is a good thing. Uh, so my my tax refund was a, a healthy sum. And then this past year, I, in putting together, in preparing my taxes, I realized that I did make more last year than the previous year, which was nice. Except my big concern was like, I hope I didn't make too much more so that I owe money. And it turns out I, I didn't. And I had a week of unemployment when uh, one of my contracts ended back in October and I was supposed to start the following week uh, with the new company and then I didn't because they pushed it back by a week and then when I showed up on the first day I was doing a job that I had not interviewed for and uh, yeah it was really shitty but now I'm in a good place and hopefully that will last because you know who knows what the fuck is going to happen out there <laughs> oh my god but that's that's why we're here on the birthday boy podcast trying to keep things fun and funny probably failing in all of those areas but that's okay because whether it's whether it's fun or entertaining or none of the above the birthday boy podcast is going to be here every goddamn week you better fucking deal with it tell your friends you know Everybody's locked up trying to find things to do. You're going to run through that queue of movies and TV shows, uh, that backlog that you've had for years. You're going to run through that really goddamn fast. Well, go to iTunes, Spotify, and now iHeartRadio and listen to every episode of the Birthday Boy Podcast. You know, some people do that thing of where they take down all their podcasts and then they put it onto like a pay thing, so you have to pay to get the archive episodes. I am pretty sure I'm going to do that someday, but not yet. I wouldn't, I'd be a real dick to do that during a quarantine. So I'm telling you, tell your friends or you yourself go back and listen to every episode again. Listen to ones that you haven't listened to yet. Tell your friends to start from the beginning. Enjoy, enjoy your quarantine with the Birthday Boy podcast. Every episode, do it, do it. Uh, what else? I had something else that I wanted to talk about, and now I for I have forgotten. I've forgotten what I was going to. T what was I going to talk about? I was going to talk about something. I feel like I had something good to talk about. Maybe I didn't. Oh, anyway. Hey, I'm getting some money back in my taxes, so that's nice. That's breaking news uh, here, <laughs> here in the birthday boy, here in the birthday boy studios. I can't believe I told you my tax amounts. What the fuck? All right, well, there you go. Unlike some people, I have no problem providing my tax information. <laughs> I'm getting whatever whatever I just say. 1300 back. Last year it was double that. The year before I owed double that. And uh, the year before that, you know, it's always like it's always somewhere between like 1 and 2000 dollars that I get back every year. Um, which, you know, it's, it pays to have kids, I guess, and, uh, and be head of household and all that stuff. But yeah, had that, had that severance year 
where I was double dipping for like three or four months, and that just that ruined everything. That ruined the whole thing. What's the point of having two incomes, <laughs> having a severance and a new job, if you're gonna have to pay a bunch of that back in taxes? Oh man, unbelievable, unbelievable. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, it doesn't matter who the fuck I voted for. If uh, the government owes me money, they better give me my goddamn money. That's all I can tell you. Well, if you don't like, uh, if you don't like who you voted for, he's not your president, and I guess you're gonna donate your check, huh? No horse fucker. That's not how it works, you brainless twat. God damn. Anyways. Yeah, I hope everybody, I hope you guys have, like, your food stocked up and all that stuff. I mean, not hoarding, but, you know, uh, the thing about it is, like, you don't want to hoard and take away from others, but you don't want to have to, like, you don't want to have to go do the regular routine weekly grocery trip either, you know what I mean? So it's like, what do you, where's the, what's the balance? Where do you, where do you stop? I don't know. I don't know. I was telling the kids last night when I was when I was a kid, I used to ask. You know, when you're a kid, you ask dumb questions. Kids ask dumb questions, and I used to ask these idiotic, uh, these idiotic hypotheticals to my mom <laughs> when I was like, I don't know, four or five years old. Mm. Nectar of the gods, life giving water. Um, and one of the questions I was thinking about that that you know. Is an appropriate uh, appropriate topic for this. It's it's topical for the for the current climate out there with the pandemic and everything. I remember one time asking my mom. I thought I was so smart, and I remember she was doing laundry and she didn't have she she didn't want to be bothered by me. But I'm uh, you know I've got important questions to ask, hard hitting questions. So I asked her. I said, uh, "Hey, hey, mom, um, if you <laughs> if you if there was no food left." And all you had was paint? Would you eat the paint? She's like, what are you talking about? If there was no food and all you had was paint, would you eat the paint? And she's like, no, of course not. Because paint if you drank paint or ate paint, it would kill you. It's, you know, it's not food. I'm like, yeah, but it's the only thing you have left to eat. She's like, no, I would not eat paint, even if there was no food left, because paint isn't food, it's paint and I'm like yeah but there is no food left so you have to eat paint as it's the only food left and she's like but it's not food so I wouldn't eat it because it's not food just like I wouldn't eat a brick wall if there was no food left and all I had was a brick wall do you understand and I'm like I don't think you get the question mom you're out of food. You can't eat any food. And so all you have left is paint. So you can only eat paint. Would you? And she's like, I've already answered no. I would not eat paint if paint was the only thing left to eat because the food's gone. And then I, and I was like, yeah, but there is no food. It's only paint. And then, you know, she said, just get, get out of here, you moron. And that young fellow would go on to host his very own podcast one day. <laughs> yeah, so those are the hard-hitting So anyways, long story short, no, my mom would not eat paint if paint was the only thing left to eat. 
uh, because as it turns out, and as I was clearly not grasping at the time, paint is in fact not food and would kill you if you ate paint. Yeah, but there is no more food. We're fucking dope. Oh, what a what a dumb 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 dummy. Mm. Um, all right. I think that's it. I think I've I think I've had enough. I think I, and and I I am gonna play a classic Cliff call today. Maybe I'll play the original Cliffy baseball, the first ever Cliffy baseball, where we had some of those some of those classic sound bites: Elio's pizza, Hellman's mayonnaise. Yeah, I think I think we're I think we're due for a classic Cliffy. Cause I my voice still is just not there yet, and I'm too tired. I'm tired every day. It's just what an exhausting, what an what an exhausting year these last two months have been. Holy shit! And uh, we're not close to being done with this yet. So hang in there. Uh, yeah, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> I don't know. Hang in there and uh, don't leave your house. The three pillars will guide you today. They will guide you tomorrow. They will guide you every day for the rest of your days. And those days will be plentiful if, in fact, you adhere to the pillars. Don't leave the house. Don't do anything ever. Don't ever help anybody. Because you know what? If you're going to help somebody, that means you got to leave the house. You leave the house, then you've, you've violated the pillars and you're fucked. So don't, just don't do anything. Don't ever do anything ever. Um, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to close up shop here. I'm done. I'm tired. It's been like three hours to do this two hour podcast. I guess it's pretty good. I've had times where it's taken me three hours to do 30 minutes because I'm doing all the little bits and all that shit. I I don't think I'm going to be doing any little bits for a while. It takes a long time. It takes a lot of effort and effort is just not something I, I just, I just can't, I just can't these days. Anyway, uh, what I want to say, tell your friends to go on to iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio I to listen to the podcast. Tell them and you yourself to email birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com for whatever reason. Uh, leave five-star reviews if you can. Leave positive feedback anywhere you can. Tell your friends. Share the, share the love. Whatever. Do all that stuff. Oh, by the way, I do want to say thank you to, uh, to Carrie Dumas for sharing the podcast on Facebook. Every every time I update and post a new podcast, I share on Facebook. And uh, and thanks Dumas for sharing my post last week. That was that was cool. Oh, look at that. A Tom Brady marathon, 7 hours of the NFL's greatest games and Super Bowl highlights. Is it just to like is it just like, "Hey New England fans, open your mouth. I'm going to take a shit." Like to make us feel worse. I mean, it's, it was good times, but, like, too soon, man. Too fucking soon. You know, when TB12 retires, then, like, okay, I, I'll be down with that. But come on, man. Just, it's enough. You're killing me. Just, just let us let us mourn, will you? Let us grieve the, our loss. I'm playing all his, all his games. Not yet. Just not yet. <sighs> anyway. I feel like I've got movies. By the way, there's like movies like that new, the Disney Pixar movie. You can buy it now. It's going to be on Disney Plus soon. The, uh, uh, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, the horny uh, animal rampage. What the, what's it called? 
Onward. That's the, that's the deal. Onward. <laughs> so close. Uh, horny animal rampage was like, uh, and it was on the tip of my tongue. I knew it was either it was either horny animal rampage or onward, <clears throat> but it's it's out, uh, you know, for digital release for twenty bucks, or just you know wait another two weeks and get it. You know, you paid all this money to have Disney Plus. You can just wait then and and get it and get it on Disney Disney Plus. Uh, Oh, but you know it's interesting. You go on to you go online, and it says this is unavailable. So I don't know, I don't know what kind of uh, hijinks Disney's up to. But I thought it was supposed to be available at 5 p.m. tonight. Either way, I'm not buying it. I'm going to wait two weeks when it comes out on Disney Plus. That'll be just fine. Uh, but they have you know Universal released a bunch of movies already on digital. What I'd really like is for the Impractical Jokers movie to come out <laughs> as soon as possible on digital. That would really make my day. Okay, uh, let me take another break. Get back to you in a sec with more Birthday Boy podcast. Welcome back. <clears throat> Little Saint Motel. A good song never dies. All right. So, I wanted to play a tune for you. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna play a tune. In these uh, in these isolated times, you gotta find something to do. And uh, so this this tune I found. Get this. What is it called? They were playing this, uh, it's, uh, Steel Panther, is that their name? It's called Steel Panther. Let me get this thing out of here. I like Saint Motel. A good song never dies. That's the song that's playing right now, but I'm about to play you a song. I'm gonna fade out on this one. Um... So a few weeks ago, there was a new episode of Impractical Jokers, and as the punishment, Murr had to be locked inside the drum uh, for the the drummer for this band called Steel Panther, which I had never heard of. They seemed, you know, terrible, but but it's kind of an ironic band, and definitely not a family friendly band. And uh, so I was looking them up after the show, after the episode aired, and I was looking at some of their song titles and listening to some of their songs. It's actually pretty ca- pretty catchy, uh, kind of an ironic, uh, you know, '80s metal hair band kind of thing. Uh, but they have this song, and I thought it might be a helpful tune for people looking for something to do during these uh, these rather boring times. It is, and this song is called "All I Want to Do." Well. Again, this is Steel Panther.
This would be if, uh, if old Cliffy. <laughs> if old Cliffy was a WWE wrestler and had his own entrance music. <laughs> uh, Cliffy, I think I've found the perfect theme tune for you. Uh, anyways, I just thought this song was... Their songs were kind of funny. I thought this was great. It's catchy, too. What can I say? And I don't think anybody needs a song to remind them that that's, that's an activity that they can do while locked in, uh, in quarantine, in isolation. Do what? Ah. Toggle the balls. And the pound pound is open for business. Alright, alright, alright. That's enough, that's enough, that's enough. Oh my god. So, I just thought that, I thought that song was funny and I thought I would play it and I thought it was a, that'd be a good, that'd be a good Cliffy song. <laughs> All he wants to do is toggle those balls tonight. <laughs> Cliffy's in the pound pound. Anyway. All right, that's all. I just wanted to play that. <laughs> Getting ready to close it up here. I think I've, I've said that three different times. But now I'm really ready to close it up. The kind of person I think I would like If we met outside This is Bonif Boniface? Boniface? With Oh My God. Oh My God. I had something I wanted to talk about. I actually recorded it earlier in the week when I was thinking of it. It's ridiculous, it's silly, it's absurd, but... Yeah, I've noticed... In the sound clip I'm about to play for you, I couldn't remember where I'd heard it. But I think it's on Star Trek Picard. One of the things that he's been... Uh, that Picard says... If somebody knocks on his door, <clears throat> Picard says, Come! And I always thought that was kind of absurd. Like, the idea that you wouldn't just say, come in. Like, I've never, in the real world, I've never heard somebody just say, come. Uh, so here's me from last week talking about that. Isn't that exciting? What a hot take. I was too tired to write this down, so I'm just going to record it. So I was thinking about, <laughs> I was thinking about how in movies, you know, have you ever seen a movie where somebody knocks on the door? of an office or something the person on the other side just says come knock knock come <laughs> i remember that when i was a little kid like first of all has anybody ever in the history of knocking on a door just said come you say come in come in entree vous open the door and walk in left foot right foot right foot left foot no, but in movies, and I just saw this recently on a show. I don't know what the hell I was watching. 
But somebody knocked on somebody Star Trek Picard. Come. And that, it's usually like a police, like the police chief's office. Ah, come. Was, when I was a kid, I just thought, oh, maybe that's when you're an adult. That's what you say. You, like somebody knocks on your door and you say, come. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so when I was like nine years old, I was sitting at my little desk in my bedroom doing some homework. I had the door closed so I could focus, concentrate, and probably, you know, play with toys instead of doing my homework. Anyways, I'm sitting there at the desk and somebody, <laughs> one of my family, my mom knocked on the door and I said, come. <laughs> Wearing my little business suit, my tie, matching socks and pocket square. I asked, come. Come. They should do something where, like, there should be a show where that happens. Somebody knocks on the door. The person inside the office says, come. And all of a sudden, the guy just, the guy outside the door just grabs his, his pants and goes, oh, 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 oh. What's the matter with you, Jenkins? I, I'm coming. Oh, man. This pandemic is going to be. There's going to be a lot of downtime. A lot of downtime. There you go. That's, wow. I'm, I'm really glad I went back and played that. That was worth it. Oh, man. But seriously, though, I mean, do you hear anybody ever say that? Have you ever in the history of knocking on a door heard somebody on the other end say, come? But Jean-Luc Picard does that. Since I recorded that, I watched several more episodes of Star Trek Picard as I'm slowly catching up because it's boring. Um, but I want to get there because I know it's, uh, you know, something's going to happen, right? Right? Eventually, something? Anyway, but anytime, you know, P Picard is in his study and someone knocks on the door, Come! I'm Jean-Luc Picard. Come. <laughs> Cliffy, is that you out there? Uh, Butterboy, is that you? I'm your captain, Jean-Luc. <laughs> Forget it. That's so stupid. All right, I'll be right back. We're going to finish. We got to wrap this up. It's, it's enough. This is so stupid. Stick around. Yeah. Book ending. A little Peter Gabriel. Book end the old podcast. We were going down a, a semi YouTube rabbit hole the other night. I wanted to show them to show the kids the sledgehammer video and then big time and then found out that the I didn't know that the brothers Quay animators known for a particular style of animation, claymation. Yeah, they animated uh, some of that Peter Gabriel sledgehammer video. And then we watched that tool video for Sober, and I did not know. I always, for 20 years, I thought that the Brothers Quay did that video, and they did not. Isn't that astonishing? Anyway, 
Alright, I'm done. I've had enough. It's a good two hours and 19 minutes. That's plenty. That's plenty for you to devour until next time. Alright, uh, be safe out there. Be healthy. Wash your fucking hands. Wash your phones. Take a, you know, get those phone wipes. Disinfect your phone. Because that thing's disgusting. You know it's disgusting. Just disinfect. Wipe everything down. Clean your hands. Wash your ass. <laughs> uh, stay inside. For Christ's sakes. Just don't, don't go out, will ya? You know, fucking just stay inside. Yeah. Obviously, you have to go to the store, go to the store. You have to go to the doctor, go to the doctor. There's things you have to do. If you have to do them, you have to do them. I totally get it. But don't, like, uh, uh you know what? Uh, I'm sure it's not going to affect me and my friend. Let's have a, let's have a, you know, whatever else. A get-together. A play date. None of that shit. Stay inside. Just you and your immediate family, and that's it. Okay? This is, like, different times. All right? Ride a bike. Take a walk. Except you, horse fucker. Go out and just, you know... Lick a fucking subway pole. Alright? Just do that for me, will you? Horse fucker. Alright, I'm out of here. Uh, thanks for listening, gang. Subscribe and blah blah blah. All the stuff that I already said. Do all that. Just do it. Okay? And listen. You know the thing, the, the drill? Positivity. What do we say about positivity? Not just even in these dark times, but especially in these dark times. Positivity is for idiots and assholes. Be realistic. But wash your fucking hands. Wash your fucking hands. And remember, gang. Kindness. Well, kindness sure does matter. Follow the three pillars. Don't leave the house. Don't do anything. Ever. Stay safe out there. Stay healthy. Be good. Be good to each other. We'll see you next time. Later, gators.
uh, here at the old ballpark. Take me out to the old ball game, Cliffy, and why don't you take yourself over to your phone where you can call your grandmother, or better yet, why don't you just go right over to her house, Cliff? It's Uncle Cliff. Cliffy, hold that thought. Here comes a pitch. Swung on. This one deep to right field. Hold on. This one's going back, back, all the way back. This one is out of here, Cliffy. And I just want to tell you that this, I want to take this opportunity to tell you that this home run brought to you by delicious Hellman's mayonnaise. Bring out the Hellman's and bring out the best. Cliffy, it's your Uncle Cliff. Cliff, calling you from the ball field. You need to call your grandma, Cliff, Cliff. I just want to tell you. Now, wait a minute. The umpires are coming out. It looks like they're going to review this play. Uh, that was that was the third home run of the night for uh, for Darnell Winslow. The great Darnell Winslow, center fielder. And we're going to take a time, time take this opportunity to take a look at the replay. And I just want to tell you that this replay is brought to you by Butterboy. Butterboy brand butter sticks. Butterboy sticks of butter. Mmm, butterboy butter. You can stick that butter where the sun don't shine. Cliffy, it's your Uncle Cliff, and I'm here to tell you, you gotta call your grandma, Cliff. Cliff, it's Uncle Cliff. Cliff, call your grandmother. You need to call her back. And they've reviewed the play. They thought the they thought the ball was outside the the foul ball marker, and it turns out that it was not. That that call stands. It is in fact a home run. Cliffy, it's a home run. You need to call your grandma, Cliffy. I don't know who the hell you think you are these days, but you got to call your grandmother. And I would just like to take this uh, opportunity to tell all you folks watching at home, I'm sure you're all calling your grandmothers on a regular basis, which makes you good people. And I just want to tell my nephew Cliff, what do we have to do, Cliffy? We have to put it up on the big board? We have to put it up on the scoreboard, Cliffy? Just call your grandmother. I'm telling you on a national baseball broadcast in front of the entire nation, which is by that I mean the uh, town of Port St. Lucie, the town of Pizzle, Florida. I'm telling you, Cliffy, call your grandmother right now. This is Uncle Cliff, Cliff. This is Cliffy Baseball calling Cliffy Womack to tell him, call your grandmother, Cliff. And I would also like to take this opportunity to remind the fans to come on out for the 4th of July Fireworks Spectacular after our next home game here on July the 4th. We're going to have a Fireworks Spectacular to honor the birth of our great nation. And, of course, those fireworks, as always, will be brought to you by delicious Elio's Pizza. The rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, and a delicious Elio's Pizza in your oven. Elio's Pizza. Mmm, that's cheesy. Cliffy? I just want to tell you, one more time, you've got to call your Grandma Cliff, Cliff. Cliffy, this is Uncle Cliff telling you from from the uh, ballpark here, this is Cliffy Baseball reminding Cliffy Womack, you need to call your Grandma Cliff, Cliff. I don't know how many other ways to say it. And I just want to say uh, that this beautiful day here at uh, Slacks World Stadium is, uh, is really one of the great treasures of our pastime, having great weather like this. Uh, having me get to announce a fantastic day at the ballpark. And also, in the middle of the broadcast, calling my goddamn nephew who won't call his grandmother. Uh, this is I don't know how many times, uh, how many different family members have had to call you, Cliff, just to tell you to call your grandma. Okay, Butterboy, I don't, need, I don't think I need to tell you any more about this, Butterboy. Now, now I'm getting upset. Here comes, uh, here comes the next pitch. Okay, this one's uh, swing and a miss. Uh, that was a fastball. Wow, 97 miles an hour. That was that was a doozy. I wonder, uh, I wonder how fast it would take Cliff to pick up a phone and call his grandmother. Obviously, 
He's not going 97 miles an hour when it comes to that. And this uh, this this ball game is really a doozy. Uh, tell you, speaking of doozies, how about uh, Mr. Cliffy Town Pound Womack uh, sitting around on the weekend, uh, as I understand it, uh, toggling his balls uh, while the rest of his family's away doing doing family things with family, as you should do. Like you know, maybe say call your grandmother, Cliff. Anyways, Cliffy, I've got to get back to broadcasting this tremendous baseball game. Uh, don't forget Hellman's Mayonnaise, Helios Pizza, Butter Boy brand, Butter Stick. What more can I tell you? What more could you ask for and from a day at the ballpark? It's a great great day for action, and it's a great day for calling your grandmother, Cliff. Why don't you get up off your ass, get up off your fucking ass, Cliff, and call your grandmother. Get, get, up, get up off your fucking goddamn ass, Cliffy. Get, call your grandmother right now, you goddamn son of a bitch. I, I don't know why I have to call you in the middle of a goddamn baseball broadcast. And here comes the pitch. Uh, two two one counts, and that's 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 ball three. Cliffy, you've got you've got me all you've got me all, all worked up here. I'm in the middle of a baseball broadcast. I'm trying to tell you what you should do. You should call your call your fucking grandmother. I, I, call your pardon my language, folks. I, this nephew of mine, Cliff. I'm Uncle Cliff calling for Cliff. Cliff, this is Uncle Cliff calling you all the way for the the baseball broadcast. I can't even speak, Cliffy. And here comes the pitch. This one is swung on. It's uh, out to center field. And that's going to be a base hit. He missed. Oh, it goes through his gloves. It goes right through his legs. That's a base hit for sure. Oh, I thought he was going to have a double, but he stays at first. That's probably a smart move. You know what's also a smart move, Cliffy? It's calling your fucking grandmother right now, Cliff. How many more uncles and aunts and cousins have to call you to tell you? Call your grandmother. She's it's killing her, Cliff. You goddamn butter boy son of a bitch. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would just like to take this opportunity to apologize for some of the language uh, that was inadvertently broadcast over the air here in the last 90 seconds or so. Uh, we do apologize uh, for the profane uh, and vulgar display uh, that was just uh, presented to you. And I, I have also just been notified, I've been handed uh, this letter saying that I am no longer part of the broadcast team and I'm being asked to leave right now. Security is on its way to escort me out. You see what you did, Cliff, you son of a bitch?